0: You're listening to the audio of Beacon, our alien RPG actual play. You can watch live Monday nights on Twitch and YouTube.
1: Welcome back to Beacon, everyone. Uh, I'm Eric Campbell, your game mother, and joined here with the StreamPunks for another session of the Alien TT RPG. It's lovely to see everyone tonight. I'm going to kick things off. By pointing out, some of you have already heard the news that the final tally is in, and thanks to your help, StreamPunks was able to raise five thousand dollars for Doctors Without Borders. I, I'm still—we were talking about it before we went live. We're kind of stunned and amazed. I mean, I know this is going to immediately cue a bunch of you saying, "Eric, it's Ox Crew. You should know better by now." That. Doesn't ever stop my amazement and never stops it. And uh, my God, if there was ever a time that that Doctors Without Borders and organizations like them needed support, you guys are absolute heroes. Thank you so much. Obviously, we have a lot of game unlocks that we have uh, we have unlocked. Um, I, I even I want to I want to acknowledge something real quick before we start. I need to acknowledge that Sam DeLev was given the option of possibly backing out of a second Predator movie for exchange for something else and decided to tough it out because they have committed. So let us all just appreciate Sam's bravery um, and, and appreciate that they are going to watch two, yes, two predator films. Um, so we will keep you apprised as to when that is happening. Most of that is gonna be happening on our Discord channel. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we're gonna be letting you guys know when our one shots are happening and more. So that's all I have. Thank you so much to everybody who's, who's donated and absolutely shattered our goal um next up um uh the only other announcement that i have for myself personally is of course sundays join us over on gary live if you want to watch me run planescape with a bunch of really talented brilliant people okay done anybody else have any announcements tonight before we get started anyone at all yes caitlin
2: Um, I've mentioned this past couple of streams, but I have made a series of small uh, how-to call-to-action videos. They're on my Twitter, um, trying to make it as accessible as possible to learn how to figure out how to call your reps, who to call and what to say to them. Um, Things like sending emails, uh, things like... Uh, buying eSims for Gaza uh, and how to send that, how to share that, how to buy that, how to do all of that stuff. Um, I'm actually consider. I don't know, I was thinking about doing it actually after the stream tonight, but going live for like a half hour and like hanging out and um, calling my reps uh, with a couple of call to action uh, things from my local city. So I'll tweet about that if I end up doing it, but I, I kind of want to keep uh, pushing those types of uh, making this stuff uh, less scary. So join me for that if I end up doing it. I will, I will uh, post about it.
3: Keep an eye out.
1: Sweet. All right. Thank you, Caitlin. Anybody else have anything else they would like to announce before we get things started? Yes, Aliza.
3: Um, as ever, as always, Storyloom.
1: <laughs>
3: Actually, not as ever, as always, because now Storyloom is shutting down at the end of this month, which is wild. For, for a year and a half, I have plugged my interactive visual novel stories here at this table. And now, after February, they will be no more. But I'm looking into making them into new things for the future. But until then, February 29th is the last day that you can uh, access the Storyloom app. If you are like, what is Storyloom? Why do you keep saying Storyloom like we know what it is? It's an app, both a web app and a mobile app that has interactive visual novels that people like you and me can create. Um, And I have been one of the story creators for the past year and a half on that platform. Uh, so my stories are called Welcome to the Blood Bar and An Eye of the Hunter, and then a little wee little story called Bloodbound at the Blood Bar. They're all in this like vampire uh, slash monster hunter world because um, it's me, you know, you know. Uh, so, yeah, go check those out and read the, all the other stories on there are awesome and excellent. So definitely read lots and lots before February 29th.
1: Sweet. Okay. Thank you, Eliza. Anybody else have anything they'd like to get off their chest? Yes, Noir
3: okay ox
4: crew i talked a whole lot of shit yeah you did i got the five i got the five thousand
1: so, know, <laughs>
4: give, give me your little roses a cow.
1: Yep. That's, all I had. that's no that's that's a worthy my, announcement
4: my, my begrudging acknowledgement of your amazing
1: yep yep <laughs> nope that's fair that's completely fair all right um anybody else have anything they'd like to say before i engage
5: my favorite part is is where where Noir uh, doesn't believe and then is, is gloriously defeated. It's my is favorite part.
0: <laughs> it's it's a
5: recent part of of fundraiser lore in this little corner. And maybe it's I'll Schadenfreude keep, in I'll, me, but I love it so much.
4: I'll kick you next time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Team Rocket blasting off again, brought to you by the Noir Enigma. <laughs>
0: but speaking of through. blasting
5: off again we sent a brand spankin' new satellite into space last week after a couple of weather delays nasa sent the pace satellite which survived four assassination attempts by the previous white house administration it is in the friggin sky now and you would think oh hey nasa they look at space stuff so like they're looking out at stars no the pace satellite looks at phytoplankton aerosol cloud formation and ocean ecosystem they're pointed right back out at earth so why why did NASA do this why look this way how look this way and how are oceanographers talking about really big poops involved go find out on my youtube channel because that is I swear to dog a direct quote from an academic professional you know they do youtube.com the slash day. at the lovely
0: it's like that that's not fair
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> All right.
5: it's a very spacey day and i'm excited
1: all right friends let's begin tonight is the official start to campaign three storyline Let's begin tonight's episode of Beacon. Pause. i don't know, I don't know we're, gonna give, we're gonna give noir some space right now we're gonna help noir out we're gonna be a noir friend at the moment gonna... <laughs> not like this <laughs> not record.
3: like this it's one of my favorite movie quotes.
1: Mm. um like all right well <laughs> to kick things off where we last left off you guys had just been recruited into the eca also known as the extra solar colonization administration, a division of the United Nations and one of the organizations that's trying to help fight for equity and the health of colonists and laborers out on the frontier. Um, It was a last minute save as beacon was about to blink out of existence forever, with the arrest of its founder. And Waylon Utani basically deciding to liquidate all of the assets that it had invested in through various third parties. Beacon had no future. When a little bit of mischief and getting into someone's personal files happened to lead to a series of breadcrumbs that went all the way back to Earth. You guys got in contact with a gentleman named Anthony Mendoza. It goes by Tony. Anthony Mendoza is the project manager for ECA. He's one of the many project managers they have. And in this case, he had been reaching out to Varela for months and months before some of you had even arrived at Beacon, offering to possibly partner with the ECA, receive additional funding. Varela, as we all know, had some ulterior motives and was hiding a lot of things and turned him away and flat out ignored him. In this case, though, He was the lifeline, a boon to all of you reaching out to him. It took less than 48 hours for him to get in contact with Beacon. Considerable the fact that you guys are in deep space near the edges of UA territory along the borders with the uh, UPP colonies. So y'all are pretty far out, but all the same, a direct line in which he made a big offer. Essentially the ECA scooped up Beacon. They reached out to Wayland yutani let them know that there was interest. They, You guys already had personnel, equipment, resources, were out there. It was a perfect package deal for them. They could literally just buy a station in space that was already equipped and was already staffed with people specifically for the mission objective of helping colonies on the frontier. Easy purchase and it worked. The ECA acquired Beacon and they are now um, in control of Beacon. And you guys, that was three days ago. Everyone since then has learned that not only are you uh, upon signing contracts, of course, as you're all contracted workers here with the ECA, you've all received raises. Everyone's gotten everyone on Beacon Station has uh, their pay has gone up as you are not. You are technically nonprofit still. But you are a government now, (laughs) you are working for the United, you are a government branch of the United Nations, essentially. Um, And since that has happened, you've all been waiting for more information. You know that Tony mentioned to you all that a ship was being sent out to you to help you travel a little bit faster among the stars. You guys had your bison class ships, which get the job done and certainly have enough space to haul when you need to haul. But the problem is, is the FTL reactors on these bison, these bison are 70 years old. These ships have are still sturdy and well used. You can still make planetfall with them just fine, as you guys have all shown. But it's just too slow. And some of these colonies are pretty far out. So there's talk of having to negotiate with the UPP about possibly entering into their territorial space to check on their colonies as well. Things with the UPP have actually been warming up a little bit after the colony war. So things right now have started to progress a little bit. UPP, of course, is also bearing the scars of being manipulated by the corporations during the colony war. Specifically, a couple of higher ups in both Weyland-Yutani and the Colonial Marine Corps who helped start the colony war. Once that was revealed, everyone kind of compared scars, realized they had been jerks to each other. And now dialogue has opened up and cooperation on some places. It's not moving terribly fast. The lines of communication are finally open again and where we pick up today is three days after being acquired by the eca and the energy around beacon station is completely different people are joking you can hear laughter in some of the cargo bays it just has a general feel it's one of those things where the ambience just feels different And each of you are aware of it. Each of you can feel it as you're moving around the station. Just glancing around and looking at people's faces, people feel like maybe for the first time since getting this job, people feel like they're finally moving forward. And ships have started to return to Beacon. You've already had two deliveries and two stops of people stopping by and replenishing water supply and also settling in um, new staff that's coming to join up some more Roughnecks, basically filling out the Beacon staff. We'll start 6 a.m. station time where a lot of people's shifts begin. And today, the first shift is actually going to belong to, and if I, correct me if I am wrong, but Tig, you specialize in medicine and you do some repair work as well, don't you?
2: No, she's got, she's pretty much a field surgeon is okay, like perfect. almost all of her stuff. I mean, she can, she's got, she's got the strength to help move stuff around, but she the mechanics, anything like repair stuff over her head. She'd need to be directed. Okay.
1: <laughs> so in that case, she's happy, um, happy
2: to help out, but she does not have any of that existing knowledge on her own.
1: In that case, you are everyone. Everyone is being used right now on beacon mm-hmm. station. Pretty much everyone is trying to get things organized also there's a lot of unpacking that's been happening in the past three days there's a week's worth of unpacking to countermand basically as as crates are being shipped back in parts are being made available the entire uh, lower deck is once again being stocked up with tools machine supplies uh, fuel you name it um, and right now as a matter of pride Preston did the thing that has been constantly brought up again and again and again and again and again and no one has done anything about it but today preston ordered it the outside of beacon station is finally getting its name (laughs) and right now i'm gonna say isaac you are one of the two people out spacewalking on the side of beacon station uh finalizing the shift as the name beacon Beacon Station has actually already been inscribed on the side of the station using various paints and whatnot that are perfect for scribing, like laser printing onto the uh, side of the hull in zero G. Uh, you guys are out there finalizing the last bit. Um, there was apparently some structural fatigue that was spotted. And so you and your today's co-worker, which is actually a beacon NPC that you guys have not met yet. One of the many, his name is i pull it up reznov he is out there walking with you two of you are currently out um mag booted onto the side of beacon station just walking him out out amongst the dark black of space and tig you are in the cargo bay on comms It's an easy enough job just to monitor a spacewalk. Sometimes they just need someone to make sure that everything is going fine. And if things don't go fine, someone can be at the comms to scream, oh my God, things are not fine.
2: I can yell pretty loud. Yeah, it's all good.
1: So um, in this particular moment, Reznov is knelt down on side and is currently trying to make visual contact with any of the fatigue that was first spotted out here. And you can hear him on comms, uh, Isaac, as you just he's shaking his head, you can see his head moving inside that big, thick helmet, um, just underneath the glare of starlight. And he just says, nothing over here, Isaac, anything on your side?
5: Uh, let me take another look. Okay, I didn't see it on the first pass, but it may pop up.
1: So do me a favor. As you're looking around, make me an observation check.
5: We don't like heavy machinery for this.
1: Uh, heavy machinery will be what you use once you find the problem.
5: <laughs> well, yes, but I'm trying
2: to identify it in a known thing.
1: Well, there could be a case to be made for that.
2: You know what to look for because you have that specialty. There
1: could be a case to be made for that, actually. One second. And
2: once an educated eye, it feels like it.
1: Well, I think I think that's a solid point. Let me because okay. that feels that feels like Otherwise,
5: I just I suck, even though it's my thing.
1: Mm hmm. Power machines or little skill repair injury break. Uh, uh, well, the skill actually doesn't seem to suggest that it's to spot problems. It's more of using repairing jury rigging breaking or it's I, t- I tell you what, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go I'll ahead. I'll you. go ahead and let you do it because you are you've been out here for the past hour. So I think at this point it's not so much spotting, but it's looking for the signs that you were familiar with in your skill sets, as okay. somebody who is very skilled with heavy machinery. So I would say, go ahead and make your heavy heavy machinery check. All
0: right.
1: Well argued. My God, all you did was ask the question, and I, I <laughs> uh, let's see, one, two.
5: Oh, only two. Okay.
1: Two successes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, indeed you as you're moving along you pause Isaac and look down and you can see some of the structure looks like it's actually and you see this a lot on these old stations, it looks like some of the metal fatigue. uh, It it could be this is usually caused by things like debris flying through space, it could be small rocks that hit the station in the middle of a shift it happens all the time enough rocks hit enough spots and eventually you get damage. As you glance down, you can see what looks like the telltale signs of probably space debris has impacted portions of the hull. You see a little piece of some of the, the hull itself has been eroded or torn away. It looks like it's an old injury, too. Like, this has probably been like this for a hot minute. Some of the superstructure is slightly exposed. You can actually of some of the cables and wiring underneath. It is effectively a low-level hull breach.
5: Reznov. It looks like there's some impact damage over here and perhaps some kind of shearing stress looks a little less recent to my eye, but that could have been either a bad piloting job that gave us a bit of a kabang or maybe looking down the hall, we might see some clamps that are putting undue stress on this part of the hull. What do you think?
1: Uh, honestly, I think I'm relying more on what you know. I think I think you point me at what needs to be put back together, and I help you do it.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: On my way. That. that. I think I see where you're pointing. And he starts taking there. the big steps. There was my ma- hand. His mag boots as you point over in the direction. Um, as he is making his way over, uh, he's walking towards you when you see on his side, all of a sudden, as he steps down, one of the deck plates, as he's walking, just kind of sinks for a second. You see it kind of fold in, and for a split second, you have his ankle just, just below the surface of the deck itself, the metal itself. Like, he just sank into a hole for a second. And the moment this happens, he glances down and goes, I seem to have stepped, and then there's a white light just flashes in front of you and you see what looks like plasma eject straight out from where he was standing and rocket right out in front of him. He disappears behind this plume of yellowish red radiation that explodes out from the side of the station and it vacuums out into space. It maintains for a few seconds and then stops. But you see one leg keeping him on the station. He has bounced off the hull and is currently just floating and I have to roll for Resnov because he just took damage, and there are rules for damage when you are wearing a spacesuit in the vacuum of space. Very, as I
5: recall, there were rules for not putting holes in my ship, Eric. But here we are.
1: Hey, you get you get one of those. <laughs> you chose the Ross. <laughs> All right.
5: Well, apparently, you got one of those holes in my ship. station.
1: Okay, I'm going to roll. Okay, so this is actually going to be okay, see how much damage did that three. Okay. Okay. So do me a favor, Sam, roll me Mm -hmm. a D six, if you would please. One. One. Okay. He
5: takes one damage.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, he looks like he's unconscious, judging by the fact that he's not trying to help himself. You just see him floating there for a moment. His one left leg that is mag booted onto the side of beacon station is the only thing keeping him from just popping off the side. The jet of plasma that erupted off the side, it has died down to a small plume of just reddish gas that is kind of ejecting off to the side. You can quickly repair that. That's not an immediate problem. You've seen it before. It looks like it was probably just pressure cooked and then popped when he act- when he stepped on it. But his condition, you're not sure. Meanwhile, back in the station, you can see a spike all of a sudden in pulse. And you can see the exterior cameras too. Very poor quality, like in the old VHS screens, much like our beacon opening, where you're kind of like looking through those retro style screens and you can see just as you see it happen Tig you also feel a slight shimmy at your desk you look to your left and see coffee that has been sitting next to you just the surface of it ripple from a second as there is a inside beacon everyone stops on the cargo deck and looks around
2: Isaac what's going on out there
1: the alarm starts to go off it's like a station warning alarm
5: we have a minor hull breach that has widened into a manor, major, oh, significant hull breach, and will probably need
2: your and the doctor's services very soon. Uh, okay, the alarm is going off in here. Mm-hmm. Is that, that would be in relation to what happened? Okay. I think that's okay. probably
5: about the hull breach and not about the human.
2: That's, but that's, you fair. should I'll also be talk. alarmed about the human. That seems, that's, seems I, I, I am, I am, I, I just sure. don't know all the sounds, what all the, I'll, I'll call Doc. Okay.
1: Uh, Tig, can you get as him you,
2: inside?
1: Tig, as you're having that conversation, uh, all of a sudden you hear LaRoche, her voice popping into the uh, intercom next to you, going, Tig, what the hell is going on down there?
2: Uh, hole breach turned into bigger hull breach. We're working on it. Um, right now we have an injured crewman, so I'll get back to you on that one because that's not my area of expertise. Um, <laughs> she's going to, no, no, I can't do anything about that for you, LaRoche.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, Yeah,
2: uh, to examine if Isaac can get uh, Reznov back in or if they'll need an assist.
5: So from what I remember of our previous EVA and and EVAs in general, uh, you, you tend to be attached to a safety line, which based on Reznov only being attached by a single mag boot appears not to pertain here.
1: It's kind Do of we dangerous. have a
5: safety rope or any other kinds of things that would anchor us?
1: So I did thorough research on this because I wanted to find out what the safety standards were in the alien universe. And the answer is no. <laughs>
2: Set safety standards to know. Uh
1: Safety lines actually are not quite as practical um, as you might think. and what happens is uh, on space shuttles and smaller ships, yes, wandering outside the station, not so much. these these EV suits actually have small thruster control in the back. So if there was ever a problem, he could probably save himself and push himself back onto the station. But for the most except part, except
5: if something exactly like this happened.
1: except for something exactly like this happens, it, right. thankfully one of his normally his mag boots would have saved him. One of his mag boots was the problem. and now he is cleaned to the station by a single foot. And dangling in space
5: yeah we we didn't need rules for any particular reason um all right um looking over the the stressed area does that seem and knowing that there was an internal alarm and, and hearing my storyteller say something uh, with the word radiation in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I need to fix this emergently? Because honestly, the organic would otherwise be my highest priority. Uh, they they tend to be fairly time sensitive once they've passed out.
1: I would say since Tig has this on external cams and has the section of where the damage is, it's... Uh, I, would, I don't want you to have to roll for this. I think... I think you would probably know that chances are they can seal off that section, mm-hmm. basically cut power, cut whatever's causing All the flow right. to happen okay. because it's not internal. It doesn't look like it's gone deep internal. It looks like it's on the exterior, but it looks like it is a small level hole breach for sure. It's going to okay. be a repairing. Then
5: I can get the organic back inside and I can go back out and work on the repairs later. I'd like to step Carefully, I understand with mag boots one can't especially step lightly, but make mm-hmm. my way um, mm-hmm. to Reznov And I presume this is electromagnetic for the mag boot. That it makes sense for the to me for this to be powered so that it could be on or off. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, you can you can activate and deactivate them as you needed.
5: Okay, uh, I would like to disengage like get get secure him to me. Okay. And then disengage the magnet.
1: You kind of swivel your utility belt suit like around to the side and get a clip on him as you do. You realize you're going to have to deactivate his boot, too, as well. But what you also No, that noticed... was the boot I
5: meant. His. Oh, that's
1: the boot you meant. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, deactivating that boot, easy enough. There's an actual, you know exactly where the emergency red switch is. So, you reach down to his ankles. As you're reaching down to his ankles, you see the boot that he was wearing on the other foot. Looks like it sustained some damage. Doesn't look like that mag boot's going to work until it's repaired. But what you notice is this small white vapor starting to drift out of his leg, out of his uh, leg sleeve. Just...
5: Uh do we have
1: any patches on us? Mhm. You definitely do. Um every like worker carries a few okay. of those patch. Okay. So, I've actually in anticipation of you wanting to do that, I've actually mm-hmm. got the rules for you patching that up. I do believe it's actually a heavy machinery check. Oh, good. Um compression suits. Do takes damage of that and so on. Uh yes, make me a heavy machinery check please.
5: Uh Two. Once two. again.
1: Then you will see. It takes a full round to do it, but it is successful. He is going to lose two points of his air supply, though, which, by the way, we're using air supply. You didn't have to worry about it being a synthetic. What's up?
5: Um, Two gets me a stunt. Can I do it in half the time to save one of those two air?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The very
5: quick. Be very efficient.
1: Yeah, I'll allow that. You. Yeah, you did get two successes, so you can stunt it. Easy, Easy. enough to seal that up. You basically take out this foam spray that, that turns into a gel and just put it across, wrap a tape around it, immediately sealed. Thankfully, the breach wasn't that bad, but he's probably... You're guessing from the impact of that explosion, he's probably going to have a sore foot tomorrow. Um, looks like, too, as you reach him and look into his space helmet, he is out cold. Eyes closed, sleeping like a baby. Um, looks like he is just complete you're not seeing any signs of distress he just looks like he's unconscious bearded guy long brown hair that is now kind of floating a little loose in front of his face
5: yeah Tig Resnov's not suffering an abundance of consciousness here
2: okay um yeah let's get it let's get him inside um just careful not I don't to know what him would have him out uh, I mean there was that blast and he gets slammed against the hull
1: You've got had- the you've got the footage, Tig. So if you ever want to go back, and oh look- yeah, so
2: the, yeah yeah. Um, actually, while this was happening, Tig would have tried to see if she could call any other like heavy machinery people down here so that Isaac would have backup once they were good. So if that's something I could have done while well, they were doing their checks, but
1: um, yeah, once the roach is you know, already so- operations chief is on her way down, she's okay. Cool. So yeah. yeah,
2: so once we already have backup on the way, then yeah, Tig will scrub through and see. Did he hit his head?
1: Judging from, uh make me an observation check. Okay. Because there's that white flash that's actually kind of getting in the way of the camera, the external camera. Yeah.
2: And they're not very clear, not that
1: they're not clear that clear. Either. Beacon station's that, an okay. old bird.
2: We're doing our best. Oh, one one, one six.
1: Yes, he rebounded his head up Snacked. on the back of the hull. He literally the explosion literally sent him back and popped him right against the hull, knocking him out cold, is what you're guessing.
2: Okay, yeah. Looks like looks like um one force trauma. Right to the noggin. Yeah, let's get him inside. We'll get him checked out. Uh, good job. Good job, Isaac.
5: You know, I've been thinking about doing a backbend with these MAG boots to look at the stars behind us, but I don't think I would have wanted to hit my head with great force against the hull. That wouldn't have been yeah, quite as nice.
2: Yeah, you, you probably would have been okay if it had happened, but yeah, probably probably best that we don't try to replicate this. Okay, and we'll try to get stuff set up for, for folks inbound.
1: Okay. Um. Right, so Isaac, make me a mobility check. As you grab him and start stomping back inside.
5: All right. Uh <laughs> I roll roughly half the dice I do on the previous check. Nonetheless, this time it's four successes.
1: Then with ease. With ease, you bring him back in in record time, taking large strides. You find a rhythm and you move across the hull. I'm guessing in half the time, and getting him to the airlock. As soon as the doors they open up, and you push him into the airlock, swoop in inside as he just gently floats in front of you. Closing the airlock, easily sealing it, bringing him back down to the floor, and then holding his side as gravity starts to reconstitute. and You hear the pressurization. As that's happening, um, in in the uh, infirmary, <laughs> Doc, you hear Preston Baker, the new CO of Beacon Station, go, Doc, we need you back down on cargo deck as soon as possible. we got an injured man.
4: All right, I'll be right there. Uh, well, I was going to bring
2: him up to Doc, but that's fine, too. You can come <laughs> to me.
4: <laughs> yep. Doc, doctor, i leave the infirmary in
1: You'll care. He says to the cat. <laughs> <Head> back Doctor <down. laughs> Impressive just stares at you. <laughs> One day we go uh, crack that shell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martha, you uh, would have heard that station announcement as well on the deck. Somebody injured coming into, uh, and you do know that Isaac was working down there as well. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
3: I'm trying to think of what Martha would be doing right now. Actually, yeah. uh, she probably in this moment is w- working with Murani. Um, still, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Varela's gone. So Varela mm-hmm. had assigned her, given Martha an official duty of like calm tech security on the station. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing Martha would probably just keep doing Doing that. that? Yeah. In which
1: case you're probably up in the tower on J deck, the very top of beacon station. And might I even say you're probably hanging out for the first time ever (laughs) getting a scene of his very own. You're hanging out there with Julio Villalobos, who has just been turning that in top of the tower of beacon station into his own sound jam system. Um, you've discovered that Julio loves he, he, for whatever reason, he loves, uh, er, late 20th century pop music. And he has been, uh, he has been blasting something that you're, you're pretty sure it's called Devo, but you're not entirely understanding of the rhythmic sounds of this particular song. It's bizarre, but, um, it's almost a blessing when you hear that calm come through and you have a as you're like listening you, distraction for a moment as the music is playing in the background oh oh look at that i i have to go i'll be back later later and just kind of waves at you as he's got a, a stick of some kind of food in his hand just waves doesn't take his eyes off the screens as he keeps listening to the music and watching the calm channels Uh, This, this, by the way, this tower is actually quite beautiful and peaceful up here. The lights are very low. So most of the lights being broadcast by the, the comm systems themselves, blinking computer screens and buttons to push all the old retro style kind of equipment that is basically kind of it's for a room here on Beacon Station. It's one of the smallest being at the top of the tower, basically square shaped. And has a comms units going all the way around Julio is kind of like the king of this room he just wheels all over the place checking all the comm systems you're pretty sure judging from his smell too he doesn't leave as often as he might need to um but
3: uh, how old is he isn't he kind of young? he's 29 he's a oh, kid Okay. okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yep i was thinking like 19 for some,
1: some, for some he certainly time. acts it he, yeah, okay. he, he, <laughs> like, he loves his he loves his job he is carefree he is in in his mind. Julio is the king of the station. He just gets to sit up here by himself and do his job.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. So I exit that stinky room, okay. and uh, ugh, why so loud? Uh, So I'm sorry, was the message for all of us to report or was I literally just overhearing? You
1: were just overhearing it. You were overhearing that you knew that you were currently also aware that Isaac had external repairs to do on the station today with one of the other roughnecks. And while they were out there doing it, you just found out that there's been an injury and someone's being brought inside. Martha, you would probably guess it's not Isaac.
3: Well, yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) If Isaac's arm got blown off, Isaac would be like, all right, I'm coming back in okay we need to order a new arm
3: uh okay so uh, in that case maybe i'll go for a little stroll down infirmary or see my friends
1: okay so you head into the lift after waiting for a few moments being it's a busy day lift is occupied for about five minutes before you finally take it and you were going from all the way down to b deck which is the second lowest on the station so you're going to be in the uh, you're going to be in the lift for about a minute or two as you stop on g deck then stop again on the hab block then stop again on the main concourse the local um, i see yeah all right the airlock doors open just as gravity reconstitutes and waiting as the airlocks doors open you see doc tig is also standing there i'm guessing um yeah, take I mean, Tig's
2: wait waiting like immediately. she's her her specialty is is immediate triage, like trauma triage. So, like this is her she's like, all right, let's go, <laughs>
1: all right. So you bring him over to the dock. What would you like to do?
2: Well, Doc is headed down, right? you he got called by Preston. i'm I'm
1: going to say that Doc arrives about the time that Isaac is headed into the cargo the cargo okay cool. Then the I'm rock.
2: assuming Doc would have brought down, like, gurney or something like that yeah. So we've settled on something um yeah gotta, we, we've gotta determined table. you know yeah we've determined head head t- head t- head head to start, to start, to t- to start t- talk. talking you know we've determined head injury um one pa- one patient uh we'll start doing stabilization make sure he doesn't have like spinal injury check abc's sternal rub like do we get any any reactions just the basics try to see because this is what take <laughs> this is her her the- zone is basics for the actual doctor
1: you know, I'm looking at the. I'm actually looking at the blueprints here because it's been a hot minute since we have been on Beacon Station, and it just occurred to me, the airlock is literally next door to the infirmary.
2: <laughs> oh, so okay, we're waiting Doc
1: could <laughs> step out the door, take a left, walk ten feet, and he'd be watching mm-hmm. Isaac come inside with this guy. So, right, we yeah.
2: will we'll head. We'll head directly to medbay then. Be Excellent
1: better. timing. If, if this guy chose the perfect spot to get injured, apparently, but yeah. <laughs> You pull them into med bay uh, inside med bay. You see there are six beds currently only all of them are unoccupied at the moment. Uh, but Dr. Impressive looks very happy to see multiple people coming in a An little audience. nerve nervous at the bulkiness of the suits and all the noise they're making as you guys are shuffling in. You lay this guy out onto the table. You're going to have to get him out of that suit.
2: Mm-hmm. Step one.
1: <laughs> so y'all are pulling him out of the oh, spacesuit. He is his head is just kind of rolling around. You can see he's trying Oh his... no,
2: no, we're gonna stabilize that. We're he's like, not no, he's no. not rolling around. He's not we'll rolling.
1: Do this. We'll just say make a medicine check. Whoever wants to take the lead on this.
4: Uh you want to take this one or do you want me to get it?
2: Um, I can take triage if you want to take actual like treatment. Sure. Um oops, I keep knocking my stuff. Uh my gosh, I haven't had a roll medicine check in so long. Okay. And then my med kit gives me a bonus. Holy moly, Rocky. Okay.
4: Uh, does it mean in the infirmary give a bonus too?
1: Oh, it does. Oh, no. In fact, yes, <gasps> you get a plus two okay. bonus because you're in the infirmary.
2: Um, zing. Okay, Thank you, you for bringing
1: that up. That is completely true. No. No problem. I'm just a simple country doctor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I rolled the extra two, and both of them came up six, and I had already rolled three sixes. Um, so that's five successes.
1: Have we? Have we seen five successes? I, we? I think we've seen. I think we have. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, impressive. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's easy enough. Uh, to get getting the suit off and checking. First of all, it looks like his ankle's been fractured. It looks like he bent, probably the wrong way when he was being slammed against the hull. Um, he does seem to have a concussion is what your guess is judging from as you pull his eyelids open and give him a good look. Um, mm-hmm. He's unconscious, but he's going to be okay. He's going to be a little banged up. He'll be fine. Um, but you just to make sure you put stimulants, get him in there and kind of give him a gentle tap as you uh, see him come around and start waking up. His eyes focus a little bit more and he blinks and looks up and Hi.
2: Goes, good morning, sunshine how you feeling
1: holy shit uh i think what, can you tell
2: I'm, me your uh, name bud
1: raznov am, am i all right am i okay that's what it starts looking nervous out.
2: you hit your head you hit your head pretty hard so we're doing concussion questions yeah do you know would you recognize where you are
1: as beacon state i'm in the infirmary in beacon station mm-hmm.
2: He's killing it. You're nailing it. Okay, I want to ask you the year because I don't even remember what Caitlin doesn't remember what year it is. I'm not gonna uh, check that, but
1: 2002, I think. I'll have to double check. Yeah.
2: Then it's, I it's... ask him the year. You can tell me if you got it right. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's 23. Actually, I'll double check. <laughs> um, it's been a hot minute. He is, yeah. A yeah. yeah, he. Yeah, he...
2: So we get him. Yeah, if we get him good, good set up and good to go. He
1: blinks and just says, "Isaac, is Isaac okay?" And he what looks and sees you. Then he goes, "Oh, what happened?"
5: Huh. You took a hull breach to the face. It's not manufacturer recommended.
1: Hull breach is the you notice Martha there to hull breach. About that Martha's moment, like with popcorn, like that. <laughs> uh, about that moment, Laroche comes in, and you can feel her stomp into the room. She goes, "What the fuck happened?" As she steps into the room, stepping over the threshold of the sickbay.
4: Uh, no, no cussing in the infirmary, please. And no no snacks in the infirmary. <laughs> Gotta
3: keep it was it a terrible. proverbial popcorn, but <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> just... I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> she moves over to the side of the bed and looks at Raznov and says, what did you do? Raznov smiles at her and just says, I punched a hole in the station with my foot, I think. LaRoche <laughs> La shakes her head and says, who brought him in? And then notices the spacesuit still on Isaac. Glances back at Raznov and says, next time, let the synth do it. He's going to be okay. And she glances at Tig and the doc.
2: Preliminary concussion. Some probably sleep it off, depending on what uh, doc's findings reveal, but he'll be all right.
4: My p- my prognosis is he's going to have a, a hurt head, and uh, his ankle's going to be less than amazing. Uh, but I think you also meant, thank you, Isaac. Isaac's the one that brought him in.
5: I'll be going back out to fix the whole breach very soon.
1: How bad was it? British. She I'm looked sorry. at you kind of critically.
5: It's, it's uh, It was mild before. I would now characterize it as moderate or significant. Do you mind?
1: We can hear the whole Mr. Outside Impressive, of please.
5: Dr. <laughs> Impressive, if you would be so kind.
1: One of Sam's familiar. <laughs> the doctor here. said no
5: snacks, so if you would cease making biscuits, <laughs> that would be ideal.
1: Yeah. Um, LaRoche says, says, keep me posted, get on it.
5: Yes, of course, now that I brought him in, I can go back out right away.
1: She nods to you almost like dismissing you like go
5: (laughs) I go
1: she turns back to the guy in the bed and (laughs) you can see Reznov looks a little his brow froze a little bit and she leans over him and says as soon as you're feeling better I need you to fill out a workman's comp report but don't expect to get too much for this get back on your feet as soon as you can okay and he goes it's the life isn't it and she just smirks at him and pats him on the shoulder. Turns to the, to the rescue and she says, "Just keep me posted on how he's doing."
2: Yeah, I got footage. If that would make you feel better,
1: yeah, that'll that'll help. Right, we'll take a look. She follows you, calm. Martha. You're in there with Doc. Reznov is. He winces and he goes, "I can still wiggle my toes." Oh, that's a terrible sign. Uh, you, you, are you sure you can wiggle him? Oh, it hurts, but yes. Oh, man. Who who would you like me
4: to reach out to for you?
1: Right, I get it. I get it.
4: <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Is there anything I could get you to drink? Uh, you, you parched?
1: Hey, if you're going to bring me drinks, um, I'll take an Aspen.
4: All right, all right. And you, Martha, can I get you anything since I've got guests? uh and only some of them are hurt uh i figured i might uh, make this a little bit more invite
3: no no i'm good um i was just curious i heard someone was injured outside on the space <laughs> spacewalk
1: pretty boring up in the tower i'm guessing
3: uh i wouldn't say boring it's loud and it kind of smells
1: yeah nobody likes to go up there. I, I honestly, if to be honest with you, Martha, I think, I think, Villa Lobos does this on purpose. I think he likes to. Uh, I think he likes the place to himself.
3: Yeah, that that tracks.
1: That's just my theory, though.
3: No, no, I think is I it, think that is accurate. Is it really that bad, Martha? Would you like to come? Check it out when you're done with your patient.
4: Absolutely not, no. But I, I, we we could always invite, we could always invite the lad to uh, some kind of dinner gathering or something. Maybe give him a reason to get all
3: gussied up. Get him out of that space. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, Doc. All
1: right. Well. Tig, you bring LaRoche over to the comms. She steps into the caged area where you are in the tech facility that's just here on the the deck, not too far away from the airlock. In fact, Mm -hmm. this is the workshop area, which just has a small observation lounge for people checking in on worker crews outside. She stands over as you rewind the footage back and just kind of watches it. And she goes,
2: it's not much, but I mean, I was able to tell you. Beaming himself in the gourd pretty hard. I don't know what any of this does or what happened, but you've got that to go off, I guess.
1: It's just another power surge. I've seen this happen a thousand times on stations this old. It'll probably happen again. We'll just need to make sure that everybody knows to watch where the hell they're stepping. She gets on the comms and says, Isaac? Yes? It's just a standard power breach. Just take your normal toolkit with you. It shouldn't take you too long.
5: Understood. I'm on my way.
1: Clicks off the comms. She just rolls her eyes and says, (sighs) Poor use of manpower on this station.
2: Sending Isaac out to fix hull bridges?
1: Isaac could have done it all by themselves. There's no reason to send Reznov out there. I could be using him somewhere else on the deck. Anyway, keep me posted about his condition. I don't have time to stand around right now. And she... Almost shoulders past you and steps out.
2: Yeah, Tig will like like fully allow the shoulder, like without, (laughs) (laughs) like does not move out of the way. Like let she has to if she wants to shoulder her way, she's got to shoulder her way past like six foot six foot Tig. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: oh. Yeah, La Roche. She is, uh, from the looks of her, she has been a leatherneck all her life. She's (laughs) just been lifting crates and pushing, and being a jerk to everyone. (laughs) So. It's a good Yeah.
2: No, yeah, no. I just, yeah. Tig's just <laughs> not going to acquiesce. Like, I'm yeah, not gonna of hold course not. She She's the operations manager. She <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the
1: operations chief. So she heads yeah, out.
2: Yeah, so Tig will sit, sit uh, back down and and we'll go back to her earlier business of keeping an eye out for Isaac.
1: Okay. Doc, you and Martha are heading up station side to the comms tower now that now that all the excitement has ended. <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah okay <laughs> right.
3: um you leave you
1: leave uh <laughs> beznov looks quite happy there even though he's got a concussion he just you hand him an aspen whether or not he should be drinking beer after taking a concussion is up for debate but he just takes a good sip and just says i'll see you when you get back doc <laughs> doctor
4: please make sure that our patient here doesn't go around breaking any rules or exerting themselves
1: in ways that they should not are you saying that to tag on your way out <laughs>
0: different. No, doctor, I'm it's doctor.
1: doctor. <laughs> impressive right okay the the cat just does the head dip like she's trying he's he's, he's trying to anticipate or understand what you're saying and watch as you walk out an idea. um when you get to I'm, the comms tower top side and the door opens um yeah doc you can smell a little punch. oh it smells like it's it smells like a locker room a little bit as you step inside um, but as you step inside, you can see Julio is actually standing up. He's got his headset on and he's going, Copy that. Uh, copy that, Cassiopeia. You are cleared. Flips a couple of switches and just raises a finger, like tells you to wait and flips it up. It says, Hey, uh, CO, I got a ship coming in, the UC- USCSS Cassiopeia petroleum carrier requesting permission to dock. I went ahead and green lit him. Is there any problem with that? you hear on the comms just no that's fine Send him on through he switches it off turns and looks at two of you he pulls up his comm says what's up
3: oh hey uh i still need to finish up some stuff up here but the doc just wanted to come up and say hi hi hello hello, hello there hey. hello how how how
4: you
1: doing yeah i'm good how are you doing
4: I'm great love great. love never been been up never been up here i've've I've heard some music from up here but never been up here myself
1: so doc what you see is a square-shaped room that is from wall to wall is windows so you can see in 360 out into space you get to see all the ships coming and going you do indeed see what looks like a large freighter that's starting to uh, inch towards beacon just emerging from the shadows and getting closer and closer to the station lights uh which Isaac is going to have a beautiful view of here in a second um but you see that coming in and he just looks at you expectantly doc and goes cool yeah that's that's great it's uh this is is Comms tower and i'm kind of busy doc so if i break something i'll come see you but
4: oh well that's that's just it i figured like you you do such important work here you are the eyes and ears of the station all right what is this
1: he leans back in his chair what what is this what is this
4: i just thought it might do you some good to have dinner with some friends dinner yeah i i I don't know i can whip up something i just it, it occurred to me that i never extended the hospitality or invitation of friendship to you all the way up here and i wanted to make amends i'm sorry for overlooking
1: you son oh i <laughs> uh, sure yeah dinner sounds fine uh sure i mean i i get off shift in about eight hours <laughs> so <laughs> i guess i, I could. Uh,
4: i don't intend on leaving the station in eight hours so i think that works out
1: perfectly uh, All right. I guess I'll see you on the concourse.
4: Cool. Uh, you need me to have anything sent up here? I mean, I don't... I haven't seen you down in the main station, so uh, if, if there's anything you need brought here, just say the word. I've got my uh connects with the inventory, working in the infirmary and all that.
1: No shit. Uh, I mean, if you see like an Aspen laying around or something. Uh,
4: you know what? I think we have an overabundance of Aspens in the, in the infirmary anyway. So I think I can have a box brought up over to you.
1: That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doc, don't tell Baker. He'll Don't tell Baker if you're going to be doing that. Just, oh. you know, friends here, right, Martha? Friends, we're all friends. We're all going to have an Aspen together. We're going to listen to some good music. We're going to look at the stars. It'll be great. Oh, oh, no, no, we're meeting on the concourse. That's not as exciting, but but we'll, <laughs> you know, there's, there's we'll, people to look at. There's lots of pretty people yeah, on
0: we'll, the
4: we'll, we'll make it work, and I can fill novels with the things that I don't tell Baker, so uh, I'm sure that you'll get these aspens in a very quiet manner.
1: Okay, yeah. All right. I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you after, after ship.
4: All right. Whew. All right, I'm going back to the infirmary. You have fun, Marsh. <laughs> like, like the relief
0: of <laughs> the, the lift is going. He can't even hide it. He's just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Thanks, Doc.
0: Um,
1: Bye. You, you head out of the room. And then heading to the lift as the doors closed behind you, you. Head to the center, the center column where the lift is. Uh, as soon as he's out of the room, Julio looks over at you, Martha, and goes, nice guy. The doc, oh. he's really cool. Oh, yeah, he's the sweetest. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought for, for a split second, just for a split, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a handsome guy. I, just for a split second there, for a second, you know, I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure. He was asking me to dinner. I wasn't sure, you know? <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh...
3: Uh, yeah i don't
1: know i don't know it's 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 i'm a workaholic it wouldn't work so um but anyway um did you did you bring him up here to 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 pull me out of the comms tower is that was that a plan uh you you know i don't think you know this but you make this face sometimes when you look at me Am I almost, making it right now?: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost like you're, like you're trying not to be rude, but you want like your soul to step a couple of steps back or something. So you, you don't have to all be here. It's kind of what it looks like.:
3: Okay, While the music is turned down, and while you're asking me directly these things, I do have something I want to say to you, Julio.: Okay. Uh, you are nose-blind to how bad it smells in here oh when was the last time you had someone like do a cleaning in here do you have like a repository of dirty socks hiding somewhere
1: um, i'm just trying to understand the smells i'm smelling preston has told me that he's planning on uh, getting more station staff but right now uh i'm kind of the only comms controller during station hours so um, do
3: you pee in bottles or something
1: no i i mean no i don't do i, I varela put a stop to that i don't do that oh my God. i i i there's there's plenty of places like it's fine no not not in here like i i do it plenty of places on station where you're supposed to do it no i'm i'm at that it's just that No, usually when my shift ends, I get a bite to eat. I'll go read a book and then I'm asleep. And when I wake up, it's time to come back on shift. And sometimes three, four days go by and I forget, you know, and. No, it's an old station, the environmental systems gets warm in here. Sometimes it gets freezing. I've got a jacket over there that probably also needs to be cleaned. You're saying a stink. I get it. I get it.
3: I mean, I think this place stinks. Yeah. And you spend all your time in this place.
1: That that's that is also true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'll, t- I'll take the note.
3: Are um, you going to do something about it?
1: Well, I think one of the reasons why Baker was asking you to be up here is because I, I think he's trying to, I think he's trying to help me out with some relief efforts. Not, <laughs> not, not like the relief.
3: Oh, <laughs> got it.
1: I think he's asking if you'll you'll like back me up and stuff.
3: Okay. Yeah. So if I'm gonna do that it can't smell like this and also okay i appreciate this music this like vintage music and stuff but it right. just can't be so loud that i can't hear my thoughts you know oh
1: okay yeah that's fair yeah cool so so is this is this too loud he switches it on and it starts blasting and he cranks it down one level is, is that more, good more more one level more yeah more more yeah cranks it down another level no
3: how many out of 10 is that
1: <laughs> uh he's on eight right now
3: oh come on dude <laughs> give me a four a four he
1: drops this it down is so to, he drops it down to a normal level and he goes all right i guess you want to yeah because now
3: like now like we can like talk to each other and not shout over the music you know what i mean sure yeah i mean i think sometimes we should crank it up for sure but just like having it always at 10 like all the time it's like a lot
1: oh shit and he immediately swivel swivels his calm check and goes uh cassia pia you you've got a green light on uh cargo bay uh the cargo bay main uh you're you're clear to dock fuck sorry i got distracted um sorry yeah i distracted you um well yeah i'm
3: glad you're receptive to all this
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh hey um could we maybe talk about trading shifts while you're here like uh, I'm like take a shift and I take a, your shift it, like we could have maybe two people work in the tower for once yeah yeah
3: yeah that'd be we'll great uh, train, I, I promise I'll start yeah. showering start showering again
1: and it's not like the first time thing it's it would be like a second time a third actually I've been doing it for a while I'm 29 but it would be you no know, it's been a it's been a couple of what's today
3: doesn't matter I'm I'm really glad we had this talk, Julio.
1: Thanks. Yeah, no, it was was good to connect. And he turns back to his station immediately just. (laughs) Copy that, Cassiopeia. (laughs) Oh, no shit. Copy that, Cassiopeia. That's news to me. Uh, That's going to be exciting to tell uh, the CO. I'll let him know. Speaking out turns and looks at you and says they they've, they've brought somebody to uh, open a there's there's a, a merchant that's gonna that's that's here to that's purchase space on the Congo
3: look cook. at us ooh a
1: cook yeah
3: nice that's exciting
1: holy shit not eating these rations anymore I don't know how you marines do it <laughs> like you guys you guys are serious
3: yeah get used to it but a chef so we're gonna have like a restaurant
1: sounds like it they brought equipment apparently so sounds like they're moving in
3: hey maybe uh you and doc can go on a romantic
1: dinner <laughs> uh no nah, it's it's it, i i don't think he meant it like that i think it was I, I think he's yeah i don't think it's like that
3: when was the last time someone asked you out
1: uh f- that would be right before i left my colony so i guess four years ago
3: more well maybe once you take uh, your shower things will uh i don't know
1: yeah who knows this 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 restaurant owner or whatever maybe they're maybe they're a looker let's we'll we'll find out <laughs> maybe they like 80s pop who knows right to get lucky
3: julio you are delightful
1: yeah thank you i am and nobody talks to me i'm up here all day being delightful no one ever comes and talks to me (laughs) so thank you and thank the doc i mean i'll thank him myself because we're having dinner so yeah yeah he goes back to his headset yeah copy that uh baker uh the cassiopeia has just finished docking procedures yeah, and apparently they've got a one of the the I guess a chef, a cook, a, no shit. Is this a surprise? Does everybody else know? Okay, understood. Switches it off and says, "There's going to be a ramen noodle shop on the concourse." Ooh. I don't want to I, know what the noodles are made out of, but but it sounds good to me.
3: Oh god, I haven't had any type of noodle in so long. Oh, that sounds
1: so good. Um, meanwhile, outside on the hull of the ship on, on Beacon Station with a welding torch and repair equipment, Isaac, go ahead and make me a heavy machinery check to repair this breach. Does Hi. look like some of the plasma has finished venting or they've cut the power. Oh, okay. good. But, but it's going it to be a like job. It
5: seems like harder to fix with active plasma, just like... Yeah,
1: flaming your face is going to make it very difficult, raise the difficulty a little bit.
5: Yeah, if it's I wanted to get Flamed, I'd read YouTube comments. Seriously. Well, that's remarkable. How did you roll? No. I rolled a no, Eric. Okay. I have 11 dice, and I rolled a no.
1: Uh, that's impressive. That's I, This is literally no, what you No, no, well. in the med bay. Okay. So as you're starting to weld, you see sparks flying as they just die in space. It's just, it's just little brilliant flashes of light as you're trying to put the plate back on. Um, you glance back for a moment, stopping the welding, and just look over your shoulder to see Cassiopeia coming in. This large cargo ship that looks like it has multiple pods attached to it. It looks like it is a hauler. And judging from the signs on the side of it, it's a Wayland yutani owned petroleum hauler of some kind, just hauling fuel, which a lot comes from this side of space. Um, an entire war was fought over it, in fact. What you see is it's starting to make docking procedures. You watch this massive ship start clicking into place. Glancing back at the hull as you start to, to weld, you hear <laughs> a muted like clunking noise underneath you. And as you pull the welder away, the entire plate goes... <laughs> It detaches from the side of the station as you hear a popping noise and you hold your hand up as it drifts into your hand is <laughs> now completely detached from the side of the station exposing the superstructure
2: hey tig yeah what can i do
5: for you isaac could you perhaps get in touch with the control tower and maybe have them warn me if they're going to increase stress on the hull by means of docking or something while we're actively reaching, fixing a hull breach that caused alarms throughout the station.
2: Uh, fair point, I will pass along the message. I appreciate it, thank you. Yeah, let me know if you need anything else. Until we'll relay. Pass <laughs> yeah. notes in class.
1: <laughs> Isaac, this is gonna become a big patch job now. This is no longer yes. repair, this is now replace.
2: <laughs> yes. This
5: just became a much, much bigger thing, um, which uh, Emilia
2: LaRoche will be so happy with.
1: Oh, yeah. She'll be very happy. We,
2: we got a cargo hauler coming in, docking in. maybe they've got some parts we can use, do some trade. I guess we're going to have to. Uh, this.
5: <clears throat> this is not going to want to fit back once it came. That hauler has sailed. Entered hyperdrive. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, you need me to? You need backup? Do you need me to grab somebody? You need anything to? Oh no, that Tied would that over.
5: would make things worse for the operations chief. I'm sure I can figure out something. I'm Isaac, sure I can figure out something.
1: It's at All that right? moment, Isaac, where you start to realize that the tool in your hand that you were using as you're trying to figure out as you're saying this, analyzing the damage and figuring out how this popped off, you start to realize that your hand is actually not responding to all of your commands. The tool is a bit limp in your palm, and is not immediately squeezing closed. May have actually been the source of the pop on the side of the deck hall, but you check it again. And it takes your thumb a second and it starts to twitch.
5: Oh, um, Hmm. That's mechanically unexpected. Uh huh. I might need to book a diagnostic
2: when I get back inside. Our comms open. (laughs) Yes, oh yes, that's all allowed. <laughs> you oh, heard we can all hear of all that. Of that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll call Martha. I'll have Martha standing by. How's that sound? That sounds like a very good idea
5: before I operate tools that use plasma. Yeah. Uh, I might I, come I'm- back inside temporarily now.
2: Let's do that. Yeah. I uh, based on voice, I assume the severity is higher than I could probably fathom by the words being used. I'll grab Martha. I'll meet you when you come back in. (laughs) Thank you.
1: I'll ping Martha
2: to to meet us down here.
1: So once again, Martha, you are being called to the bottom of the station. (laughs) Um,
2: All right. You step
1: out of the comms tower and start heading on your way down. Doc, you get back to the med bay where you see Reznov is relaxing quietly with a cat on his chest. And you can hear the cargo door starting to open on the cargo deck. The essentially, it looks like one of the larger airlock doors is receiving containers. These large metal containers that, of course, have the Wayland yutani logo all over them. These containers are probably about seven to eight, maybe about eight feet in height, and about maybe about fifteen feet long as they come sliding into the into the cargo bay from the ship. People bringing them in you see the roughnecks it occurs to you at that moment that the station has actually received docking with another ship and you see some new personnel stepping on and la roche meeting them being the operations manager also meeting them standing next to la roche who always makes a point of being there particularly when there's new people stepping on to the station is marani who is just standing behind LaRoche roche and just as a quick reminder to our audience marani is of course Station security and is actually a colonial marshal. So she is standing behind the roach and just checking everyone as they're walking in and welcoming. Um, standard procedure is they're all going to have to just check quarantine to make sure everything's good. Um, but they're going to be, you're about to get visited by about 20 people, Doc, <laughs> as everyone's just going to get a baseline yeah. medical scan.
4: Yeah, there we go. These
1: ecosystems <laughs> of ships and stations, everybody gets a base medical scan when they step off a ship. So. Yep, you see a small crowd heading over to you. And Reznov goes, Yep, I'm going to pretend like I'm still asleep. Oh, wait, I can't close lucky, my eyes. Damn it! you.
4: <laughs> I always get a gnarly cold after I do these. It's the worst. All right, here we go. Uh, Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's just, <welcome>. being... <laughs> it's just um, laying it all thick with the southern comfort.
1: Okay. Suffice to say... It is a busy day on Beacon Station, and a lot of you are juggling a lot of things happening all at once. Even those brief moments where you get to have some conversation with each other and other shipmates. It is a surprisingly normal day, and it's a refreshingly typical work day. And for those of you who have been out in the black seeing terrors and horrors and rescuing people and running from things, this is a shockingly Bizarre experience uh, for some of you because it has been a lot, and this is so nice. As you are in the lift, Martha, heading down to B deck, your COM, your digital unit that you have on you at all times, your pad basically starts to activate, indicating you're receiving a transmission of high priority from uh, Colonial Marine Command. Ew, I checked Online that out. Recorded. Okay. Yeah. Huh. You see the general's name written across digitally.
3: Hmm. Is it a text mm-hmm. or audio message?
1: Message mentions that it is. Uh, it is considered classified. You are not allowed to repeat this to crew members or anybody else.
3: Okay. Am I alone in the? Mm-hmm.
1: Lift? You're in the lift right now, and okay. right now the lift is going to get pretty busy as soon as the rest of these crew members from the Cassiopeia disembark. But right now, I don't know that. Slowly moving your way. Yeah. Um, So yeah, yeah. open it up and start reading it. You see the message as presented. As it reads across, you don't know what the hell it's referencing or what mission they're talking about, but more details to follow. And it seems like it hints that you are going to be defining out more information soon. But what really strikes you is, of course, the last part of the message indicating your change in situation. Huh. Which by the way is extremely rare and pretty pretty surprising
3: huh. dang I can't even tell anybody uh, I close I close the message and just have a dumb smile on my face
1: <laughs> you see your profile on your com has already been updated.
3: Cool.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Is, what's Sorry.
3: That? I opened the message again and I'm like, which part of this is confidential? All of
1: it? Um, not all of it.
3: Oh, okay. So the, does the it mark? The part
1: like, that's, that's part that's let you know about your change in circumstance is not classified. Right. right. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, the impending task apparently is classified and more information will be following.
3: Okay. I closed the message.
1: Okay. At that point you step off the lift and as soon as you do you head into the cargo bay here on B deck it is cavernous and large as the, the cargo deck is this large single room that is circular you can hear the echoes of machinery and whatnot working and it's an easy walk right over to just near the medical bay where you see uh, this is actually right next to the medical bay in fact but the workshop. Just across the way from the colonial marshal's office, and sitting in the workshop, uh, still wearing their spacesuit with their helmet off, you can see Isaac is sitting there, um, and Tig is with them.
3: Hey, how's it going,
5: Kiki Legs? Kiki Legs. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's going all right. It was perhaps going a little more all right before my hand mysteriously stopped working. So I thought maybe I might want to get checked before I use too many power tools on the station where all of my friends live
3: <laughs> good call isaac and thank yeah, you t- too. T- yeah
2: it took me about two seconds of like you know triage mode to remember that I- outside my wheelhouse so we had to call in uh the actual expert so thanks for coming down uh, i'm hanging outside i uh, feel bad leaving a patient so um yeah. i can spam if you want me to go kind of ask isaac like i can You know, doctor-patient confidentiality. I don't need to be here if you don't want me to.
3: Meanwhile, I'm opening up my toolkit. Pop up in the toolkit. Hand is
5: busted. Therefore, like now, good. Now it's not confidential. Now you know.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. If you want me out at any point, you let me know. Okay. Um, All right. Were you planning on causing a scene? I could if you wanted me to, but you know, just your body. You don't. I don't need to know everything about it if you don't want me to. Aren't you curious? She takes like, there's like a, <laughs> am I? Like I like a, had, had never thought about it before. Kind of look in her face. Like, I'll let you know. Okay. I'll think on it. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you're just, it yeah, you kind of ma- matches you instinctually. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're same as any patient. Even if I'm, I, I'm the organic doctor, we just got to get the techie doctor. Okay. Different subspecialties.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Would you like to make a contact check, please?
3: Yes. Uh, so, Isaac, I'm going to just run a diagnostic to start. Let me know if... Just let me know what else you've been experiencing, if anything. Um, Nothing notable. Oh, good. I mean, we had to, to get in an
5: altercation with an entire ship staff over one of these. And this one's much, much less uh, <laughs> full of conflict yeah. and guns.
3: Yeah, a little more relaxed this time. A little more. Um, okay, so I'll do a ComTech, a com tech check.
1: Yep, old contact.
3: So, where's my okay. Okay. I see at least one six, one six.
1: Okay. With one six, what you discover as you were running the quick diagnostic on Isaac systems, Isaac hasn't been maintenanced in probably about three months mm. and uh, you can already see that it's it's very minor, but usually synthetics shouldn't be going that long without maintenance
3: yeah, okay
1: it's not a it's not a it, it doesn't look like it is a permanent thing. It looks like Isaac's systems just need to be maintenanced is what it looks like to you.
3: Okay. Um, you know what? We were out on in the field for a long time and we've missed a couple of checkups. So I think you just need some minor routine maintenance and you should be all fixed up. The
5: first thing we do to try to fix the problem in my field is also to turn it off and back on. <laughs>
3: Well, it'll be a little more complicated than that, but not much. All right, shall I? Please. Okay.
1: It's easy enough. So Isaac, you get you get a maintenance. So that is going to be uh, that's going to cover you for now.
2: All right. I will make a note that I have been maintenance.
1: <laughs> um, I think and-
2: mid mid like mid maintenance take kind of goes. Wait, do I need like kind of like looks at her, like robotic elbow? Like, do I? Oh, how often I can, do I?
3: Yeah, I'm probably yeah. fine.
2: I don't have like system. I don't have extensive systems, but a mechanical wear and tear is still a thing. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have to. It's a hinge joint. You have to lubricate.
3: I don't it's mind true. taking a look if you want to. Yeah,
2: we'll do that. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do one when, there, when there's time. When there's a chance. <laughs> i think having it like oh that's right i got i got i got bits and bubbles too
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> true yes you do have a little bit of tech built onto you now um but yeah basically you go over Isaac's systems you check the codes you ch- make sure isaac is feeling good you check some of the hardware as it were check the hand to see how it's working isaac's in good shape despite the fact that isaac has been through a shit ton of stuff in just the past couple of months never mind getting doused with acid from a variant species of xenomorph That is
5: was defaced
1: <laughs> Def indeed literally um but aside from that isaac seems to be holding up quite well i mean you already knew that the isaac model was particularly and in- particularly tough designed to be able to withstand a lot of punishment so this isaac model your dear friend seems to be doing just fine just probably shouldn't go that long um with one success, Martha, I will tell you that Isaac also it is it is up, it is a question as to what it will mean to have someone who is a friend of yours, a synthetic, who does not have an inhibitor chip active and is not being regularly maintenanced.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So it 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 raises questions and it kind of brings into the forefront of your mind as somebody who is very specialized in Comtech that this might be something you guys don't need to stay on top of for just so that Isaac is always healthy and doing well.
3: Um, is doc in the room?
1: No, but doc is only about mm, maybe 60 feet away around the corner. Currently
3: scanning like 20. about 20 people. <laughs> oh, right, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm going to say out loud to both TIG and, but especially to Isaac, of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so Isaac Uh, As a member of this station and this crew, a very important member, I feel like just like us organics, you should probably just have regular maintenance and checkups.
5: Well, I did. I... Kaya Jackson-Clark is usually my technician. It's just after the whole... Oh, yeah. I felt Kind of awkward going back.
3: Yeah, I get it. Um, let me be your your main maintenance person then.
2: Okay. New primary care provider. yeah
3: yeah. Okay. how often did how often did you usually get maintenance before?
1: You can kind of, I mean, typically, so synthetics, because they don't sleep, maintenance is kind of how they get around that. Getting maintenance is basically synthetic sleep. So, for you, it would happen, um, usually, like, a standard checkup is every six weeks. Because it takes a single shift, and you're fine. You go back to work. And that's it.
3: (laughs) Okay. Great. Um, Let's put you on, I mean, Yeah, uh, uh, as, your, as your doctor, <laughs> uh, I'd like to see you in four weeks, and then from there on, we can do six weeks, if that's okay, just because I'm, you know, getting the hang of being your main person. You're my main person. <laughs> cool.
5: Yes, as long as you're not asleep in hypersleep, I don't think I would like to wake you up for that, but if we're not on a mission in four weeks, and you're not oh. asleep.
3: Well, then, we'll do yes, it. Yeah, absolutely. we'll make sure, like, to do it before sleep or you know, right after. We'll definitely before. I don't want you to go longer than six weeks. That would be too long. Right,
5: but probably you get the hot bug juice before the after maintenance. Yeah, that's on my list.
1: Yeah, it is worth noting too, just because this might be a question later that uh, Comtech check is what's required to run maintenance. So actually, on long, say, colonial missions, synthetics, if they ever require maintenance, can actually Run a contact check and maintenance themselves through the mother system and mm-hmm. actually and actually get maintenance that way. Um,
3: yeah, that makes sense to not physical to. physical
1: any kind of mechanical physical issues are all that's that's a like heavy machinery role at that point. that's why uh, those are much
5: being, easier for me to fix. actually I a little bit easier for to Isaac to deal with. Yeah. with mother once mm-hmm. on one a longer haul, it I got a little over my head. So hmm. doing these on my own is probably, well, if I have a hardware problem, it's much easier for me to fix. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a hardware problem, take.
2: That's true, too. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. I got lots of people in my corner for my, my little my little bells and whistles. I will elbow bump take. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Through the Ilios, please report up to my office right away.
5: Ooh can't read the tone but of I voice but i was only thrown trouble
3: yeah. the maintenance oh. wow. how did he this... know yeah hmm. that's us I look Grab I doc yeah peek around the corner at doc Doc. Doc, we do.
4: Taking right. out of the room, just sh- shooing people out of the infirmary. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll get back to you when, when I can, but I just got called. I, you, don't, don't don't take that. Get that out of your mouth. Like <laughs> is <it his> baby, what is baby? Um,
2: how many people right. are left? Can I help speed run these scans
0: so we can get, yes, get you up can to baby? Run there.
1: the scans really quick. There's probably about twelve people left. Uh, okay, were right. able to knock that. out. I want to have you roll a medicine check because it's just a quick. <laughs> just a quick scan for any virological activity as they would say um you guys managed to do the quick scan everything seemed to be fine and it's a quick dash out of the med bay so you don't get locked in there all right so called up the press and baker's office you all get inside the lift and start heading to the to the office of which uh, used to belong to varela And as you guys all head up that lift, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go for 10 minutes. We'll be back. And we're going to find out what Preston's news is for you guys. See you in about 10 minutes.
0: In a world without magic, a world much like our own danger still creeps around every corner, but where there's danger, there's always someone willing to take up the risk. And opens her mouth wide. God, is there anybody normal in this city at all? Well, you know me, boys. I do love an apocalyptic event. Since 2020, $2 Creature Feature has delivered a high quality Monster of the Week podcast in association with Alt Haven TTRPG Network. In season one, we traveled with Severus Savartes traveling funfair. In season two, we solved the mystery of what lurks at the heart of Jupiter Hollow. Now, a new team must stand up to the threats that are out of this world. $2 Creature Feature proudly presents Season 3 Atlas. What would happen if the whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show.
3: It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we're a little bit of silly little goofers.
0: Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he him, who is a vigilante who wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become
3: one. I'm Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and has to make up for it.
0: My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. Hi, my name is Jake. And I'm Sam. And together we are the co-hosts of What We Know, the most watched source of all topics gaming. We have the the fastest scoops, the hottest takes, and hell, the cutest co-hosts.
5: Can't deny that, but there's more to us than looks alone. Each episode, we take a dive into gaming-related stories of the week that interest us, topics that make us go... This couldn't be real or hang on wait what
0: or oh. the greatest thing that has ever happened to gaming ever yes things
5: exactly like that so check out old Haven's youtube and every other tuesday you'll find out what we know <laughs>
0: I hope you're enjoying the show. If you want to help support us produce shows just like this, head over to ko-fi.com althaven. You can also listen to our other shows like $2 Creature Feature, Pest Control, or watch our upcoming four-episode indie game run of Harmonia's Lament, where GM Paula takes the cast and builds a world in, I'm sorry, did you say street magic? Then they explore it using kids on bikes. Then destroy it using Ten Candles. Lastly, the amazing cast spends the final episode playing a quiet year where you can start to rebuild. But until then, enjoy the rest of Beacon.
1: Welcome back from the break, everybody. We're going to jump right back into our story now. And as as you all know, everybody was headed up to the principal's office. Um, Although not so much the same sentiments being visited upon Preston. Everyone loves Preston. Baker's a good guy, and he's been treating you guys pretty well. Obviously, a big fan of y'all's right now because you helped basically get Beacon into the ECA. But there was a tone to his voice. As you are all going up the lift right now to his offices. Can't help but feel like something's wrong. Heading up to G deck from where you were down on cargo deck B. Um, you have a few moments. As the elevator just hums along, you all stand there quietly. Each of you kind of having the same feeling feeling in your gut. Something's up. The sign that's kinda of says it all, as you're all kind of looking at each other. And as you reach the deck, it just goes the doors slide open and lift, and you see the circular portion of, of course this part of the tower. You see the circular hallways out in front of you. A couple of feet down past a mother station, you see the two large double doors that say administrator's office on the outside. Preston Baker, CO. Once we finish the breach,
2: I guess. Signs. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. All right. It
2: looks so
5: official. You look so official now. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. Well, as you approach the door, Mother detects all of you approaching, and being that you're expected, the door is open. <laughs> and as the doors slide open, you see Preston. He's kind of made this place a little bit of his own. It doesn't have that same cold corporate feel to it now. He's removed some of the prettier things. A telescope has been added. You see, it's it's set up next to the window. Looks old and beat up, but looks like it might still function. Um, you see, also the desk has a couple of pictures on it. Little hollow pictures that are popping up near the side. Um, there is no ashtray and no cigarettes to be found in here. But Baker. On the other hand, currently just wearing short t-shirt and his work pants looks a little informal right now. And you walk in just in time to see him rubbing his hands over his head. a thing you've seen him do many a time when he is stressed. He's looking at a data pad as you all walk in and he doesn't look up as you all enter. He just says, give me just a sec. Come on in, sit down.
4: This is surely the sign of what is bound to be a fruitful and enjoyable conversation.
1: Yeah. Clatters a data pad onto this desk. It says, Oh. "Oh. It's not great.
2: In which direction?
1: Don't tell anybody this just yet. I mean, it really doesn't affect anybody except us, to be honest. But (sighs) I knew it was too good to be true. Mm. It comes with caveats, apparently. Something's happened. I got a message from Mendoza about an hour ago. I've been following up with it. You will not believe the shit that has gone down in just the past 48 hours. Um, And I'm going to guess that it had something to do with bureaucracy. Back at the ECA. Mendoza tells me he was authorized to make this purchase to Beacon. So nobody's in trouble. Beacon's fine. Beacon's going to be fine. But things have gotten a little more complicated. Um, So the UN has decided to team the ECA up with the United Nations Interstellar Settlement Corps. Now, they're kind of uh, good guys, too. They're a little more active, though, whereas the ECA just wants to make sure everyone's receiving equal pay and gets all their medicine. Uh, the UNISC functions more like uh, Interstellar Peace Corps. So they deliver food, medicine supplies, they also escort diplomats, they also do peacekeeping. So not a bad thing. I I happen to be one of the people in my family that actually appreciates the United Nations Interstellar Police Corps. The sorry, that's what my dad calls it. United Nations Interstellar Settlement Corps. So Oh Shit, there's just so much to go over. I don't even know where to start with this. The UN is teaming us up with them for a specific expedition. Apparently, they have founded what seems to be a, well, the way Mendoza described it is, is a multinational, multi-corporation expedition. To find the lost colonies, the ones we were talking about looking for now in our conversations with Mendoza, he made it sound like it was pretty urgent that we get out there and find them right away and they were sending a ship our way. But now, as it turns out, there's a lot more people involved with this. I just have not been paying attention to what's been happening back on Earth. But apparently. A lot has been happening back on Earth.
4: Will it suffice to uh, say we're baking the same cake, we just got most chefs in the kitchen?
1: It's even bigger than that. But yes, essentially, yes. The short version of it is, is that the United Nations... As well as the UPP and the Three Worlds Empire are all teaming up with Wayland yutani and a few of the other corporations to reach out to the, corp- to the lost colonies to try to reestablish contact. Now, Wayland yutani despite the fact that they have been kind of a problem... Truth of the matter is, is they do have legal rights to a lot of the colonies that were established out on the frontiers and beyond. So they have to be there. So the ICC is also getting involved. So now the Interstellar Commerce Commission is going to be involved with everything and overseeing it. But the um, short version is this. The United Nations Interstellar Settlement Corps has passed a mandate for a mission out beyond the frontier and Mendoza told me and you that they were looking for seven to eight missing colonies that they've lost contact with since the colony wars. Turns out it's more like 18. And there's suspicion that there's even more than that. weyland Utani was pretty right. busy and apparently there was a, a gold rush just beyond the frontier. This is all coming to light right now. And we're not talking small colonies either. At least one of them had a population of over 1,500,000 people. So we were out of our depth and Mendoza has just gotten me some of the details on what's happening. And it's a lot. I'm sorry if I'm kicking around. It says here Mendoza was aware of the mission, but the ECA wasn't included. So he was staging his own missions. That's why he got in contact with Beacon. Well, I guess his sniffing around and his purchase of Beacon attracted attention because someone at the UEN decided to pull the authority and bring Beacon into it. And according to the papers here that I got from Mendoza, he holds up the digital pad and says, you all, on behalf of the ECA, are being recruited based on your previous experience of working out on the frontier in dangerous situations. ECA wants you all to join What is rather disturbingly being called the Great Mother Mission. It's probably the largest single support, rescue, and recolonization effort in history. And it's been underway for a while now. I hadn't heard a damn thing about it, but then I don't watch the news, so... So the short version of it is this then there's already a Ducalan class colony ship on route to Beacon right now. It's going to be here in about two weeks It has attached to it the four SEV Magellan class support ships one of those was going to be yours and additionally there's going to be three Corvus class salvage vessels that are also attached to the flotilla that's going out beyond the frontier so a couple of ships to say the least Big crew. But the mission is going to take y'all spineward. Meaning you're going to be jumping way past the red line where these colonies are located. Mother, how long did you say FTL travel was going to take? You heard Mother say travel time will be one year, six months, two weeks.
0: Oh.
3: That's a long trip.
1: Yeah. I've already had my words with Mendoza about springing this on us three days into the job.
3: Mind I speak frankly for a moment?
1: Go ahead.
4: 18 colonies, you said.
1: 18 that they've told us about. I don't trust the damn thing that's coming out of their mouth. Now, my guess is there's probably more out there.
4: 18 lost colonies, millions of souls. And they've only been planning to go and find them. I, I, I just, I find that I don't think that their motivations for this are entirely humanitarian. Uh, I, I worry that we are going to expose ourselves to more of those Xenos.
1: Um, Look, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what's waiting for you out there, Doc. But what I do know is there are some people involved in this, us, for example, who have the people's best interests at heart. I mean, we signed up to do what they're asking us to do. We just didn't understand the size of the task. What's clear to me now, though, is considering the number of colonies. We are way out of our depth. And that is simply beyond our capacity. My camera dies.
4: A year in FTL travel, that is Uh, That might well fix my sleep schedule.
3: (laughs) Oh, it'll fix it, all right. Isaac, that's a long time for you especially.
5: I'll need a lot of books. Yeah.
1: Well, Isaac, you'll have the option, I'm sure, remaining offline if you so choose.
5: That's Doesn't sound safe. Someone has to mind the ship. It goes very fast at FTL.
1: There are roughly 200 people that are going to be involved with this mission. And the ship you're getting is coming with a crew.
3: Mm.
1: And that's going to bring up the next question I have to ask all of you because they don't know a lot about what's happening either. Some of them I doubt even know that they're making a pit stop at Beacon Station to pick up more personnel. So one of you once again is gonna be called upon to be the CEO of that ship. So keep that in mind if you wanna carry it over, I will support whatever decision y'all make, but just so you know, it's gonna be a little different than just being around your friends. You're gonna be with a big multicultural crew who've all got the thoughts, opinions, and feelings about working with each other, as well as God knows whatever agenda they got going on with them. I do know there's some people from the Interstellar Commission that are also going to be there. The ICC is going to be there. There's going to be people from the UPP on that ship. There's going to be people from Wayland Utani on that ship. You'll be meeting some pretty interesting characters. And with your experience, I trust you guys will um, handle yourselves. I think if anybody on the station was going to be capable of handling themselves, it'd be you. But heres we're getting a little ahead of ourselves at this moment because this is asking a lot. This is asking a lot from a bunch of people who only just got the job and we're told it was something else. But the way Mendoza figures it is with the ships that we have here, Rasmussen back and up and running and with the Ilios up and running, we've got what we need to service any of the colonies in the immediate areas here on the borders of the UPP. It's the folks that are out beyond the frontier who need the help clearly a lot of them. Some of these colonies haven't been contacted in almost 12 years. Nobody knows what their status is. Also have here, curiously enough, Mendoza looks at this pad, he rather he looks at the pad that Mendoza's words are on, he holds it up and says, according to this, it wasn't only the colony war that cut them off. There was detected about six years ago, evidence from long range sensors. Neutrino pulses and radiation pulses indicating maybe solar storms and whatnot have actually damaged communications.
0: Hmm.
1: It's pretty remote, to say the least. There's not a lot of those areas out there that are mapped. So you're jumping into the unknown. Also keep in mind, the colony ship is going to have 2,500 souls in hypersleep. They are meant to go recolonize, maybe revitalize some of these colonies. A lot of the people on there are looking to start new, far, far away from war-torn systems that they've been a part of for many years. So I think it's all starting to sink in now how complicated this has gotten.
5: I suppose Varela made it look easy because, you know, (laughs) the fraud.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Beacon's finally going to work, is what it sounds like to me. I think you guys managed to do some good out there when you were trying to be steered away from it and managed to find it anyway. And now, now there's a bigger mountain to climb. Y'all are going to be pretty far from home.
4: here. I thought retirement was gonna be boring. Yeah. yeah I,
1: I, I, Doc, you I'll know, all, all y'all look, you're contracted with the ECA. But you still have your rights. You want you don't have to do this. I'm not gonna try to force anybody to do anything. And the ECA will support you if you decide to turn this down. But I, I have been told by Mendoza that, well, if you're not doing the work of Beacon, then they need to get people in here who will. He said it much nicer than that, but I didn't lose the meaning. So, two weeks and they'll be here. You're looking at least two years out in space.
5: You have a lot to prepare for,
1: then. Let this settle in. You're not in any rush right now. They're not here for two weeks. We can do preparations without getting confirmation. But y'all think this over. I don't want to lose y'all, but it seems that's going to happen no matter what. You're either going to be leaving one way or the other. So, but I'll support whatever you decide to do. Thank you. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> if it's all the same to everybody, I think I'm gonna try and get an early jump on the, on the ramen. While I let this mull over in my head.
1: Shit. So, uh, news uh, has already gotten out about that. <laughs> Hold on. Not to say anything. You <sighs> right.
3: would have uh, found out pretty soon anyway, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Standing. All right. Well, y'all can go about your business now. I'm here if you need anything.
4: Oh, thank you. Isaac. Emily.
1: Yeah, of course, of course., uh, Isaac, what's the story with the side of the station coming apart?
5: Uh, there was a minor hull breach that turned into a moderate to significant hull breach. I needed to get maintenance very quickly before I fixed it, but then you called us here. I'll go back out and fix it now.
1: Oh, all, all right, apologies yeah. for the delay. No, you're fine. Just keep me posted. Okay. Let me know if we're going to explode or something.
5: I'll go look into that. Save me from paperwork. And Isaac will leave to go work on the hole in the ship.
1: Okay. Isaac just kind of wanders out of the room. (laughs) Doors open up. I will follow Isaac if that's all right. Okay. Isaac, you step out. Doc steps after you.
4: Been How do you feel so, about Robin? Get up and go. <laughs> okay.
2: I was saying, we've been dismissed, so today we'll get up with no particular uh, destination. Okay. She's not following, but...
1: Yeah, uh, you kind of she wondering. Know, she's not going to
2: loiter in Mason's in right. office.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, same exit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Doc and, Doc and Isaac. Well,
4: <laughs> I think I see everybody kind of languishing. You kind of go into different... Y'all really going to let me eat by myself? <laughs> seems seems oh. a waste.
3: Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming, Doc.
4: Very good. How about you, Isaac? You feeling ramen? Well,
5: strictly speaking, I think if I did it, it would be a waste. It does more chemical energy production mm-hmm. with you.
4: How do you feel about the conversation, man? Okay. And, Ting, there's nobody to scan in so you want to join me. <laughs> Just a little slight.
2: Yeah, I'll come put my butt in a seat. And...
1: Okay, so you all head down to the concourse then. Concourse is not necessarily as crowded as it normally is, which isn't surprising because it's still during the middle of a duty shift.
5: Oh, good. So, so Doc didn't mean right now.
1: Are you? There's talking? a hole
5: in the ship. Yeah. So.
4: Oh.
3: Did you mean okay, later? Yeah,
4: wait, you,
2: you. Oh, the okay, invite for dinner with with who? With, with yep. <laughs>
1: okay.
4: Okay. I retroactively changed it to the uh, invite yeah. uh, with the yeah. There you go.
1: Uh, do oh, me okay. a favor. Do me a favor, is Isaac. A Roll me a heavy machinery check.
4: Okay.
5: uh one two three
1: four five Ooh. well i was going to tell you it takes you a, sh- a whole shift to finish that job but you can actually finish it in half the time if you so what choose but the heavy machinery roll of that impressive nature you can do it uh you can get a plus one to a later related roll <laughs> which is probably pretty handy when it comes to repairing the outside of the station you don't need to roll this you don't need to roll again for this exact situation so if you ever come across anything like this you can just do it and I would do it love to
5: automatically fix hull breaches. Yes, that sounds yeah. fantastic. pretty
1: handy. Yeah. Uh, Isn't
5: there one where I get to be impressive?
1: Yes, you can show off.
5: Um, I, I, um, oh, wait, wait, hang on. There's another one. I'm trying to look up the...
1: You act quietly, sounds. you show off, break it permanently. Half the time, you don't need to roll again for the exact situation, or you gain a plus one later to a related roll.
5: Um, I don't think I want to break it permanently. I think that would probably be a <laughs>
1: bad explodes. idea. Anyway, thanks for watching Beacon, everybody. That was our show. <laughs> How we get and... out
2: of not, of doing a year of hypersleeping? Yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Actually, so rather than show off, which normally is my go-to because it's mm-hmm. fun, um, I'm going to act quietly in that. Not like I'm stealth fixing the station, right? Um. But just.
1: You don't want that. The I'm
5: kind of flying under the radar of a lot mm-hmm. going on this afternoon. So. So it doesn't. Roach doesn't can, need to know
1: that this needed to happen.
5: Well, um, that, sure, yes. Okay. And so maybe because I'm fixing it kind of quickly, I could just spend a couple extra moments outside. Sure, yeah. In the quiet without anyone. Mm-hmm. getting
1: it is indeed quiet as soon as you finish up the last of the repairs and stitching it back together as uh, also repairing the internals which doesn't take you very long at all especially because your strength alone lets you actually move some of these mechanical mechanisms the, the underneath the the surface of the skin of beacon it's easy enough just to reach in without even a proper tool and in the spacesuit with the armor rating that it has just bend it back into where it needs to be and check its integrity sealing up the gap in the hull and then Lasering it closed. You get this done about half the time you find yourself standing on the side of beacon tower by yourself in the utter quiet.
5: I guess the stars won't change too much in two years.
1: The only thing out here that twinkles, of course, aside from the stars is the blinking docking lights that you see on the station below you in front of you is just the length of the tower. Stretching straight up from where you are. You're north. But all about you is just the utter crisp black of space. You head back inside.
2: I think in a parallel scene,
1: mm-hmm. sort
2: of like in tandem, Tick goes back to deck D, where they have the uh is it like is a hydroponics in like the greenhouse?
1: There is, yeah, that's on life support deck. So that is, let me just double check, but I believe that is on life support deck. Is deck D. So it's just literally two two decks up.
2: Yeah. So she's gonna go to deck D. You said there were like big windows. You can see out the like Mm -hmm. stars. So yeah, I think Tig has a moment of like has to like sit like with everything because I don't think she has a particular task right now. So I think getting dismissed. I think she also does some not quite looking at the stars here, but like as if she could see home a kind of a thing, trying mm-hmm. to like reconcile what does two years mean?
1: Yeah. So. And that's just, you would know Tig that two years, when he said two years, he's just talking about transit time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like how long we're out there. How long be. you're
1: out there. I mean, who knows,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that's, and that's just two years. Technic, technically, the, if they're leaving from Earth, they're already going to be two years getting from there and back. Having the pit stop at station for you guys is a bit of a shorter trip because you're already so far out. So it's a it is apparently this is going to be a long one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just I don't need anything. Just a parallel moment of yeah, just, mm-hmm. just has to like what well, kind of that's a shocking amount of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and. Also to give every player here a snapshot of this is actually kind of visited to in both aliens and the book where it just reminds people, especially space truckers who spend a lot of time out in space, have to wrestle with the fact that when they return home, sometimes they are still the same age and other people are not and occurs to you. Life will continue while y'all are out way beyond the red line.
4: in in that case yeah i think doc is gonna send a message to his daughter the most expensive rate he can pay just to kind of give like a final sign off um i i think the message pretty much is uh hey there uh, uh just letting you know your your dad's enjoying retirement and uh I think he signed on to do something stupid. Uh two years in FDL travel with some humanitarian community service type things. About. I'm you know, I'm already an old man, so I just gotta take reality into an account. Just wanna let you know some basic things that I didn't get to tell your brother that I really wish that I could have. one, I, I really want to thank you for making, handing the company over the easiest decision, decision I've ever made. You're far better at it than I am. Thanks for attending to the money and the day-to-day minutiae of things. And in any way that I may have let you down, I want you to know that that is my gravest regret. And that I hope that... You might hear some of the things I've done out here in the void. And that might mend the wounds that I left you on my travels. I love you dearly, Mary. And I'm just going to savor it in case I can't say it again. I love you so very much. You were the best thing that I have ever done. Tied with your brother, of course. Goodbye and good night. And that's
1: it. Okay. Send the message along. Scheduled to reach its destination in the next three days. Um I have a bit of housekeeping for you guys too, just real quick. Um, to write this down. Um, with the exception of Aliza, everybody else, your weekly salary, make sure to write this down because this is going to have to be something you're going to want to keep track of. But um, weekly salary, because you all had your raises, everyone is now making $700 a week. Um, that is, we'll, well, don't worry about us factoring it. But when you're in hypersleep, you earn a quarter of that I I wrote
3: down nine. That's so capitalism. <laughs>
1: yep. yeah. capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe
2: we did say we were going to be getting nine hundred a week. Yeah, they
1: sure week? did, oh.
2: didn't they? Oh,
5: Who we went from and, four to oh, nine hundred?
1: That is correct because that is the commercial employee. Uh, sorry, yes, because I was looking at. So I was looking at law enforcement. That is correct. Commercial employee nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah. A week. That's a weekly salary, but you only get paid a quarter of that when oh when you you're are, sleeping, when you're in yeah. hypersleep
4: that I'm staying up. No, I'm
1: <laughs> So it's easy money, but you are basically asleep the whole time. Um, Eliza, yours is different, though. Unfortunately. You are making $760 a week. Oh, dang it. Yep. Welcome to the military. Do I get good benefits, though? I mean, yeah. You get... You're, you are... Just like today you've got health care some pretty spectacular health care although uh i have to look at the colonial marines handbook but i uh, yeah from what i understand colonial marines get lots of health benefits did you say
3: 760. 760
1: a week yeah okay so those are your current um also to keep track of this y'all don't have to worry about it right now but um actually we don't have to worry about that right that's more something i should talk to doc about at some point so but yeah all right
4: um doc, doc uh, just really quick doc is just gonna run the diagnostics on himself to see if there's any underlying health issues um he's he's really thinking two years is a lot of time and he's an old guy so he's just doing just running over everything to make sure that he's not going to be a, a obstacle for the
1: pulling a holden and scanning yourself for proto-molecule. um yep <laughs> so you run a quick dial. make a we'll say this make a medicine check
0: Ooh.
4: Uh, I've been wanting one, to make a roll of medicine check for a while now. That's uh plus two because of the med kit. Mm-hmm. And plus two because of the infirmary. One, two, three, four. That's four
0: successes.
1: Okay. So with spectacular fashion, you do a thorough diagnostic on yourself. And it it definitely occurs to you as somebody who is a trained doctor and professional surgeon, you are, you, you detect that you have heightened levels of (laughs) your, your blood pressure is slightly elevated. Your pulse is slightly elevated. The anxiety of being asleep that long. I mean, getting out to beacon was what four or five months of space travel, something like that. Um, this is going to be much longer. You know as good much as anybody that it's act- neurological distortion disorder is not something that you can necessarily pre-plan for. All you can do is stay- take your hydration before you get into the hypersleep pod and good luck. Yep. <laughs> hypersleep is relatively safe. Uh, the longer you are in it, the more chances for neurological distortion disorder, but the, uh, the, the travel period is not unheard of. There are certainly FTL ships out there that are not particularly fast. And there are some truck space truckers who spent a year in hypersleep easy. So. Okay. Uh, and this is just out, out of
4: genuine curiosity is mm-hmm. hyper is, is hyper jumping. One of those things that, uh, is riskier as you're older.
1: No, um, in truth, okay. uh, the way hypersleep works—if uh, you've seen Prometheus—you would know that that is not true. Um, but okay. um, yeah, no, it, it, your your, your body—it doesn't—it doesn't really. The only the only challenges your body has is hydration. That's the big thing that you have to worry about when you're in hypersleep, and that is dealt with before you enter hypersleep. Oh, so, making awesome. sure to take your hydration drug. you take it before you go into stasis and then a synthetic will almost always oversee everybody that is in hypersleep it's usually that's usually delegated to a single synthetic that remains conscious during the entire travel period
4: okay well until we meet up with everybody again doc is just looking up albums and books for uh for isaac
1: okay
2: I would actually like to find Doc. Okay. Um, she'll go to the med bay, and assuming that he'll be there. And unless you've gone elsewhere to Peru's entertainment.
4: Oh, no, he's just looking it up uh, where he is in the infirmary. Like, you can hear earth, wind, and fire bump, bumping, like, <laughs> long, <laughs> long before you get in there. Oh, jeez.
2: Yeah, take kind of swings her way in and kind of like knocks on the doorway. Like what what are you what's happening? What's what's the what's the occasion?
4: <laughs> I will I, I wanted to get a collection of hits. If our friend uh if my friends going to be taking care of us while we're sleeping for a while, the well, least I could do is make the time pass pleasantly. So you're
2: uh you are you're gonna do it for sure.
4: I came out here to find out what happened to my boy and to try and make things a little bit better. And I have not a good idea what happened to my boy, so might as well complete the mission. Right? How about you?
2: You have you have two kids, right? <laughs>
4: I, I do. I, I've got Simon. I, I I had Simon and uh Mary. Mary is uh reminds me a lot of you. Um except where you can demolish everything with a pulse rifle. Uh she does the same thing with litigation and a pen.
2: <laughs> Sounds like somebody to have on your side might be a bonus. Uh-oh
4: oh no it 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 sounds all well and good until you have a seven year old pull out a uh thesis for why he promised to deliver a pony <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you uh you have to leave them a lot when they were that age spend a lot of time away or were you home body kind of you know it's you obviously don't have to
3: we don't have to talk
4: about it's, it it's, you don't. it's 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 fine it's fine i uh i was gone for far more than i wanted to and much further than i should have um were they okay the mother yeah yeah they're fine but the mother passed when when they were both very young and um and i i Just trying to figure figure it out. I I always told myself the more money I bring home, then the better I'm doing. They want it for nothing except maybe my attention. (laughs) How about you? I I don't know much. what, What makes a little soldier doctor like yourself?
2: I mean, I wasn't really interested in the Marines, but I was interested in helping people, and I was on on base living with my uncle. And that was kind of the way to do that at the time.
4: You learn well.
2: <laughs> she seemed, I think she, you would probably pick up on this. She seems so, like detached from, like, half of this conversation. <laughs> um, and she kind of, like, nods at that and says, do you regret it? The time you spent away from them?
4: That is a double-edged sword. I selfishly wish that I had abandoned everything, just held them so tight that nothing could get them. But I see the people that they became, and I, I couldn't take that from them. It sounds if you don't mind my saying that you are particularly interested in where is left unsaid today,
2: I think you should just kind of like nod and like make a decision, kind of like take a breath and go, if we spend no more than a month where we're going. She'll be eight years old when I come back. Maybe older. And I don't know how to reconcile that. I'm not not her mom, but she is my kid and I don't, I don't know what to do with two or more years. I don't know what to do with that.
4: I'm gonna tell you something harsh and ugly, because I love you. You don't get the bank time. You don't get to count on it. You I need you to understand, in in our line of work, it's the most obvious thing that we somehow foolishly overlook. But, that, but the human machine is flawed. There are any number of reasons why the time that you assume somebody would have, they may not have. Now, if that thought is unacceptable to you, then I think your course of action is clear. And whichever way you go in your life, you have been cursed with the fact that I care for you deeply and I will support you.
2: Never a curse.
4: Oh. I know a very latentious seven-year-old who didn't get a whole pony that would disagree <laughs> with you.
2: Her name is Elizabeth, okay. by the way.
4: I call her Buffy. That's a, that's a fun name.
2: She's a goofball. She's everything to me. And I left her because I was afraid. And now I'm here and I've been away from her and she's been taken care of and she's been with family. And now, now the time away scares me. And I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite.
4: What makes you think he ran away?
2: I was supposed to be her guardian when her mom died.
0: And And I came back injured.
2: I came back injured and grieving and with a four-year-old that I had to take care of. And it only lasted a few weeks before her extended family decided to step in and I could only fight so much in that state. And so I let them win and I ran. And I've been here ever since. Everything I do, I send back what I don't need back to her. I don't know if she'll ever get that. I don't know if her grandma will let her. She doesn't like me very much, but I ran away. And I didn't fight. And I, every time we're gone for an extended period of time, I think about, I remember that she turned five recently. That was hard. But thinking about her being seven, eight, nine, ten, and not hearing from me through all of that scares the shit out of me. And I don't know if I deserve to feel that fear because I've been here this whole time. So I don't know. I don't know if I can go and I don't know if I can not go. that's why I was asking about your kids.
4: <laughs> Simeon. Oh, that's, 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 he, uh, I knew it was going to be a Marine from Jump. He didn't start walking so much as he parrot dropped from the couch. And then <laughs> Gorilla crawled this way to the kitchen mary like i told you she she did not just take rules you didn't just tell her when to go to bed you had to tell her why it's the little things that you hold on to when you're out here in the nothingness and Tig, I don't see you as capable of not fighting. I think at most you are capable of a tactical retreat. It matters with some convincing. I think maybe you knew that the Tig that you were wasn't ready for what you have to be in order to tend to a child. Uh... To tell you the truth, I was, still am, like, genius. I have no idea how those kids ended
0: up raised. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth.
4: Elizabeth will be ready for you whenever you make the decision to be ready for her. And there's no shame in saying that's today or that's two years from now, as long as you follow your instincts and you're being true to yourself. Thanks, Doc. I wish I had something better for you.
2: I'd say it's more anybody's been able to give me since since everything. So to be fair, I don't really get let people give me things because only only a few people know.
4: Because
2: I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a I'm a little bit of an asshole, and I'm a little bit bad at vulnerability. So uh, I am starting to feel extremely itchy right now, but I do genuinely appreciate hearing it.
4: And I genuinely appreciated the chance to remember my children. So how about until such time as you make a decision, you tell me a little bit about Elizabeth every day and I'll tell you a little bit about Marius and I think I really like that. Me too. I, one day I get to meet little Elizabeth so I can tell
0: her to give you
4: so much shit.
2: Gee, I deserve it. I deserve it. Oh, she's oh. a little riot. She, oh God, she talks so much. She had so much to say at four. I can't even imagine it. Double digits. <laughs> oh, she's going to read me the riot act.
4: She remembers <laughs> me, I guess. Oh, you'll be begging for Xenos in no time. <laughs>
2: She is a formidable
4: opponent. You know, I don't think we talk as a group nearly enough about our lives. I figure if we're going to fight in this dark together, we might as well figure out what we're fighting for. You think Martha sees anybody at the station? Oh,
2: I wish you the best of luck trying to find that out from the source. Um, but uh, let me know when and where so I can bring popcorn. But uh
4: I think there's this guy in the comms tower. There might be some <laughs> spots between them.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you tell her that. You tell her that.
4: <laughs> Don't you tell her that. Don't you tell her I said uh, that. she
2: start- she takes like a couple steps backwards towards the door. <laughs> think you can stop me? I think we've established I'm faster than you. (laughs) She takes like a few like hop steps backwards. (laughs) I think just as
4: a playful gesture, it's just gonna throw a magnet at your elbow.
1: (laughs)
2: I want to know. If, I want to know if you get it. I want to. <laughs> I will roll for this. I will Make a range to...
1: combat check.
2: I will not oh because I'm. She's not expecting it at all. We have story points. <laughs> yes, yeah, we literally... do have story
1: points that we have not used.
2: It's a story point. Auto succeed.
1: If you spend a story point.
4: Oh my god! Okay, hold on. My range <laughs> combat is a zero. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna i want to use the story fleet. Let's go. Yeah, I do it.
1: All right, this story oh. point comes from Kerrigan twenty-nine.
4: <laughs> oh snap! That's one six on the on the three that I rolled, and and the auto uh, story Kerrigan. point. You got it. You can just stun. You can stun. You can stunt it. Yeah, what do you stunt? What are you stunt? Oh, oh. Oh uh, I'm just I'm, I'd like to show off and just have a note <laughs> attached to it that just says Shh.
2: <laughs> and she go I think she gets it and she goes oh, oh you and actually I, I think she comes to like pretend to like grab you but she gets you in a, a like a like a knuckle knucklehead that kind of turns into a hug
4: <laughs> <I'll> hug back <laughs>
1: That's all I needed out of that scene. This was a, a filmed scene, the camera, of course, would cut to a cat that's just watching the two of you mm-hmm. lazily, <laughs> mm-hmm. utter disinterest.
4: <laughs> See, if that's why he's such a good doctor. Yes. <laughs> <let me that.
0: laughs>
1: yep. All right. Um, as the day begins to wind down on Beacon Station, what is everyone else doing? Is anybody else doing anything, or is we going to move to dinner time on the concourse?
3: Um, uh, I'd like to chat with Isaac. Okay. Find Isaac somewhere.
1: Isaac is just coming back in from the inside, so uh, from the outside. So as soon as you reach the cargo deck, you see... The door is opening to the airlock, just as it's flashing the green light, indicating that it's in the clear. And Isaac just comes out, holding helmet in hand.
3: Hey, how'd it, it go hasn't out been
1: there?
5: Four weeks yet?
1: No, I, 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 we're
3: still friends, right?
5: Did I do something wrong? Are
3: we not? No, I mean, do you want me to only talk to you when you need maintenance? No, I. Oh, was that a joke? joke. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Isaac, I'm so sorry. No, that was, that was, I got it. Sorry. I
5: thought, I've been practicing. I thought I was getting better.
3: (laughs) I'll work on it. I'll have a lot of time to work on it. I just take you at face value. So that's on me, I think.
5: Yes, I do have less face now. See, that was another one. I'm I'm really trying.
3: (laughs) I like, I like it. I like the humor.
5: When no, it's recognizable, I, just... I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just But you, you came here for a reason. Is there something you need help with? Or no.
3: or or friends stuff? Friend stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh um, friend stuff. Well, um just wanted to see how you're getting ready for our trip. And also you're are you you're going, right? Well, yes. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, I don't know, it seemed like the other two had a lot of decisions to make about it and I was like, eh.
5: I think we both mostly go where we're assigned. <laughs> exactly. That's the nature of our contracts might be a little bit different.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to just give them space to make their decisions. But
5: how do you feel about going where you're assigned?
3: Um, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, Yeah, this is what we were expecting to do with Beacon. I mean, the distance and the length of hypersleep is a lot. Probably longer than I was expecting for any of these missions. But it's doable, you know?
5: What's the longest trip you've been on before?
3: Ooh. Gonna have to say... I don't know, Ten does 10 months sound like, would I have been on longer,
1: Eric? I mean, on Tour of Duty, you served during the Colony War. So yeah. you've probably been out to space for a couple of years already. Like in hypersleep? Well, not, no, not spent in hypersleep. I think oh. the longest time uh, spent in hypersleep for you is probably about six months. It, it's okay. important to know that neuro- the neurological disorder that is developed from hypersleep only kicks in if you are abruptly woken from hypersleep without the proper charge time because mm-hmm. it takes a lot the longer you're in hypersleep the more dangerous it is to wake you up abruptly so if somebody right. flips a switch or there's an accident that's a problem otherwise hypersleep is completely safe
3: right right okay yeah. yeah yeah uh uh six months i think is the longest i've been on that's
5: longer than i've been at a stretch yeah
3: yeah but-
5: I finally got old enough that most of my life hasn't been around people in hypersleep. It's been very nice. Yeah. I like these short trips. They've been lovely. A little bit of reading, but then I get to talk to you all again.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like for this long trip, you know, well, it won't be the f- your first hypersleep since, you know being fully you, but it is going to be a really long one, so I don't know, I'm kind of worried about you, I guess, Well, being alone for that long. Synthetics don't feel stress. Well, you, you, mm, I disagree. I mean, well, you, you feel things.
5: Like well, I, I things, yes, but I'm not like, like when organics get cranky.
3: Is that what we sound like and look like when we get cranky? <laughs>
5: no.
3: Oh, yes, we do. It's fine. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Only a little bit. Only sometimes when you're really sleepy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I believe that. When I haven't had my bug juice in the morning.
5: Yeah, or after you've had your bug juice in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, by the time we get there, I'll be back to most of my life has been around asleep people.
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
5: It was like that before, and right now it's not. And then when we get there, it will be again.
3: Wait, when is your birthday, Isaac?
5: Um...
3: Two weeks what wait your birthday is in two weeks
5: Um, yeah well because i was a month old and then i went two months to get all of you and then we went two months back and then we had all of the adventure yeah two weeks
3: is that your first birthday
5: well yeah you're not allowed to have more than one a year
3: Okay. Interesting.
5: Do do you have any recommendations? What did you do for your first birthday? (laughs)
0: Um,
3: Well, I don't remember, but judging from the uh, video footage afterwards, um, I smashed a cake into my face and onto my parents' faces, um, toddled around, played with a, a stuffed rocket ship for a while, and mm-hmm. got held and cuddled by everyone there.
5: Sounds it's pretty very organic.
3: Yeah, very organic. Would you like that kind of first birthday? Um, I don't, you don't want cake smashed on your face, do you? Not now, not necessarily. I mean, you know. If the mood is right, whatever. But Don't think too much about that one. Okay. When's yeah, your well, birthday? Oh, uh, let's see. Did it already happen? Did we not celebrate? Oh, yeah. It was a few months ago. It's fine. It's it fine. Actually, happened again. I mean, it happened when we were in hypersleep, so I slept literally slept right through it.
5: But I, I could put electronic candles on top of your cryopod. <laughs> I could sing, and and well,
3: well, well I guess we're all going to have at least one birthday on this next trip. So you'll have lots of birthdays to celebrate. On I our put out my words. hand
5: to shake. I will sing for all of you. I
3: so shake all have birthdays. Thank you. You don't have to, maybe don't light candles, right? That's not...
5: Electronic. I already oh, about it. Safety.
3: Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. That's great. So what would you want to do for your birthday? Like, just first thing that comes to mind. hats you want hats the little pointy ones
5: people only ever wear them on birthdays yeah in the hollows i i've never seen one of them in real life there's a little string that goes under your neck and it looks very uncomfortable and i would love to experience it okay It makes it makes humans look like unicorns <laughs>
3: Do you like unicorns? Like as a as a
5: I've never met one. Me neither. They put out their hand. Martha. That was also a joke.
3: <laughs> I think I think it's me. I think I'm Yeah. I'm not good at picking up humor am I?
5: I'm still getting the hang of it.
3: I mean, I don't
5: even have a year's worth of practice yet.
3: Yeah. And I have over 35 years. So, so you're no probably
5: more used to, you know, more experienced humor.
3: I should be. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway.
5: Is there anything you're leaving behind?
3: Um, well... Let's put it this way there's someone that i already left behind though i guess not fully but they won't miss me so
5: how could anyone know you would not miss you
3: <laughs> that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me
5: you're very kind Everyone should be nice to you or else they'll have to deal with me.
3: <laughs> well, I was about to say, if only that was how the world worked, but, um, there are some, uh, not nice people I could send you to if you really want something to do. I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't do that. See, our
5: jokes mm-hmm. are very different.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mine are more murder-based, I guess.
5: (laughs) Would you like to go to Doc's Noodles with me? Yeah. Oh, is it that time?
3: Oh, it totally is. (sighs) Yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. Hook my arm.
1: When you arrive on the concourse, you arrive just in time to see Tig and Doc also arriving on the concourse. And there is a small gathering here. A woman has set up shop of a very uh would look like a very basic setup right now, mostly just a couple of deep pots that are steaming with noodles. But you can see a lot of restaurant equipment has been wheeled in here and unloaded. And it looks like there's fryers and everything that have been brought in to be installed in the kitchen area. And you can already see that. Uh, section of one of the concourse areas has been completely curtained off. It looks like it has this white tarp that's been draped over where there's going to be exterior work done. Um you can hear a couple of people referring to her as Tani when you approach she's a Japanese American woman. Um looks like she's elderly maybe in her mid-sixties or so. Um happily greeting everyone. Everyone seems to think she is the hero of the day being the first restaurant opening up here at Beacon Station. Um so when the four of you get together. It's a very quiet section in the back of the crowd. As you're all getting ready to get in line for uh, this first batch of noodles that she has already prepared for this first time out that she's been working on for a hot minute. Everybody is congregating, talking amongst each other laughing as they're telling jokes. Uh, You even see Villa Lobos is down here. um, uh, Still wearing his headset. He's forgotten to take it off. Um, Just kind of waving at a couple of people. But in the back is the beacon of is the crew of the Ilios. You guys quietly standing and observing these people that have come and gone in your life the past few months who have kind of become extended family and realizing that pretty soon you're going to be headed out into the black and period of time in which you will be gone, a year and six months there, a year and six months back for a total of three years out in the dark. You don't know if you're going to see some of these people ever again. don't know if they'll still be here if they'll transfer out you don't know what beacon will be like when you return maybe nothing's changed but that seems unlikely it's a moment you all kind of drink in as you stand side by side and watch as the crew congregates around and begins to speak and that is where we are going to wrap up tonight's episode of beacon big changes we come back next Monday. It'll have been two weeks and we'll have the arrival of the colony ship. It'll be the start of a whole new journey. So if you have anything in between to tell me about characters or anything you would like to know, uh, or you would like me to know specifically about like decisions that are being made, like Tig sounded like she might be on the fence about this, things like that. Um definitely ping me and let me know and if you want to keep it secret just message me keep it secret keep it safe um, and let's do experience points real quick as we wrap up You we'll all get one for being here uh let's see did you chime? pen no panic rolls were made curiously enough uh,
2: not even versus the stink
1: no but i will say that you did overcome a dangerous event i'm gonna go ahead and well, give that to you so that's another one is it the stink you mean it was the explosion of the, of the station, but it, i can see it right, the did
2: happen today
0: oh gosh um,
1: and uh oof, and i'm just gonna award technically that's all you guys would get this time around but um uh, i'm gonna award a third point for the role play cool hey it we Solid. haven't
3: earned money yet. Do we ever earn money when we get paid?
1: So we're gonna, we're going to start tracking that. hasn't been a, hasn't been much of a problem now. But now that y'all are contract workers that are working for the government, and it's becoming a thing, um, I'm just going to keep track of it. But um, it's not the driving force behind a lot of you, except for really Tig has a big investment. For how much money she's making because she's not just paying for herself. Mm. So um, so that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, um, and Isaac of course doesn't earn any money. <laughs> Isaac gets zero. Um so although I I wouldn't be worried about Isaac. I think everybody everybody's gonna come to Isaac's aid. <laughs> Isaac is rich in family here in Beacon Station. So um but that's gonna do it for us tonight, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of Beacon. Um, We're going to be back next Monday, as always. Um, Stay tuned as we continue to roll out announcements with regards to the one shots that we have coming up. Some pretty exciting ones. Revisiting Doctor Who is going to be fun. Um, I'll keep you all posted about that. But for now, this is, at least for the moment, the crew of the Beacon Station signing off. Thanks for listening, and we hope you
0: return. Just remember, if you want to listen to shows just like this, make sure to head over to ko-fi.com slash alt Until then, good night.